WrestleMania to me is everything. WrestleMania is called the granddaddy of them all. And you stand on the grandest stage of them all. It's that time of year when you're on the card at WrestleMania that you stand before millions of people and you stand before your peers and it lets people know that you mean something. That's the uh, World Series of Wrestling. It's like the Olympic Games, the gold medal match. It's a tournament of all tournaments. So many great events, so many great matches. The very first WrestleMania, I watched it on TV and I had goosebumps then, just as I've had every single WrestleMania that I've had the privilege and honor of working at. WrestleMania 3 had 93,000 people in Pontiac Silverdome. And I got Andre the Giant over my head and I body slammed him. The wrestling world stood in awe. WrestleMania, it's fever, man. There's really that X factor and an intangible I can't explain. You just have to feel it. It's an adrenaline rush that you, you really can't describe what it is to be inside that ring. Now there's no feeling that can be like that in the world. It's a time to shine and to take that spotlight and make it mean something. Tonight, on the biggest stage of all time, this is my biggest chance to make my mark in history. WrestleMania to me is the culmination of all my hard work, all my dedication, all my sacrifice to simply be the absolute best the industry has ever, ever seen. It's the most important match of my life. It's something that I've lived for for the last 30-something years. My favorite WrestleMania moment has yet to be seen. This match, this event means everything to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and went on to be known as Ruthless Aggression. And today, finally, after two months away, it is time to take a look at our first ever WrestleMania, as it is time for WrestleMania 19, the battle of the broken necks. As always, I am your Olympic hero, Dave, and joining me for this look at the granddaddy of them all is my very own team angle. Michael Haas and Christian Benjamin. How are we doing, chaps? Why am I Haas? Why am I Haas? Somebody had to be the bad guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the punter. How was the honeymoon? Yeah, really good, thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, Portugal, brilliant. Algarve, 40 degrees, fucking hot. Uh, came back with burns and no tan, <laughs> which is really weird, because usually I get really tanned. But yeah, it was, it's, I'd say it's probably the best holiday I've had. I really enjoyed it. Very good. And Michael, how are we? It's been a while since we last spoke. Awesome, as always. Yeah, how's the kingdom? The kingdom. Is it still dry? Oh, it's not dry anymore! So, in our last episode, that obviously me and Christian run through Rose and Smackdowns at Tomania, um, we realised that Paul Heyman now has a group or stable or faction of five guys. Um, And he's supposed to have a creative mind. This is Paul Heyman, who's not long been removed from being the lead writer on Smackdown but he's not come up with a name so we set your guys the listeners a task we needed your guys because this is a stable that's going to be there and thereabouts for quite a while few months at least uh, they need a name so we set the task to your guys we asked for a name and some of these were absolutely outstanding I will start at the CJ show Ca- casualty 
Okay. Explain yourself. No, 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 no. Before we move on, <laughs> explain yourself. Casualty. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just thought of the word casualty and I thought it went really well <laughs> with the team. Uh, I don't know. Because we had ground force, I tried to. Relate. BBC One TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, dear. That's bad. I lose. Uh, so we've got one of our resident favourites, Thomas Ross. Uh, he shows up quite a lot. Yeah, right? Thomas. Big up Thomas. Shout out, Shout out Thomas. Yeah. Hi, Tom. So he came up with the sweaty, the hairy, and the wrestlers. <laughs> we got at WWPN Bello, world's greatest freaking train show. I like that. I quite like that. That's a good I one. Quite like that. Yeah. We got Gary Albone. Uh, that's the. A A dot dot B B dot C. Just We had at Laws of Wrestling, uh, Snow White and the Three Dwarfs. <laughs> In brackets, A Train can be a huntsman or something. Um, I apologise if I read this incorrectly. Uh, Sushant Tawiri, Ta Tawiri, the headaches, the badass boys, smiley face. <laughs> they can wear the smiley face in more. Oh, no, no, sorry, that's a cool face. That's oh, is it a cool face? Yeah. Sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, right, these, these. I thought that was Love Our Eyes. <laughs> At the P1JB Romper Club. <laughs> uh, Ash Wynn, Team Giant Baldo Extreme Angle. I like it. Just loads <laughs> of words, man. Uh, Thomas Ross, again, with two. He gave two, he left one and commented straight away. Over and Hass. I like that. Which I quite like. And four men in the giant baby. <laughs> He's a giant baby. Big show. Big show. Obviously, <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> uh, we've got Sean Fletcher, Paul's big gold train. <laughs> Not a Jewish gold joke. I love that. That's my favourite. <laughs> uh, at M Johnson 276, the Heyman Club. Oh. No, no I fucking. I, I, thank you for taking part, obviously, but. Come on, let's move away from the Banner Club and the club and all that nonsense. You love the club. No, I don't. Uh, Antoine Daniels, uh, the Dangerous Alliance. Love it, love it. At WW Podcast 20, Dangerous Alliance 2.0. Oh God. That's better. Great mind. <laughs> and Elaine Cordero, Team Bald and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a few more then. Uh, Tyler May, uh, American Muscle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. At WrestleBlast, Olympic Show Train. Yes. I love that one. Yes. I love that one. Uh, Yak Fonty, the Jabbers and Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> At Wish to Burn One, Brock Bench Warmers. <laughs> Somebody laugh. At Gary Alburn, or Albone, I don't know where he got this idea but from, Heyman Hustle. Uh, I, I've heard that song before. Yeah, it's At it's Heyman his... Hustle, it's Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, at Real FN Game, Dangerous by Association. That's cool. I quite like that Smooth. one. Smooth. I quite like that one. Um, at GA Wrestle Nuts, The Big Angle. Big, I can see yeah. that, yeah. At The Legendary JF, The Jock Squad. I like that as well, The Jock Squad. So I just like Jock Strap there. At, at the best Twitter handle of anyone that follows us, at Fuck Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> the Undisputed Error. Ooh, tasty. Yeah. I like that. Side note, Undisputed Error for these new Ring of Honor guys. Well, on the t-shirt, it says CFO, the Undisputed Error. Why not just call them the CFO? Because it worked with PCB, 
and all the other initial things when the, the diva revolution i don't understand anyway uh, at wrestle rap team big train singlets and steam <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine michael cole saying that <laughs> yeah. at kmc jazzy the big train to intensity Oh, the big train. That sounds like a Taz quote. That, <laughs> yeah. that sounds like a really poor porn movie. And finally, at UFC Red Kings, the can't wear a shirt stable. <laughs> oh. So, we need to pick one then. Uh. Who is going to take our first ever open up name somebody competition that we've, that we've uh, <laughs> put in an episode? Who's going to win? Who are we saying? Um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going with, for me, at Real FN Game, Dangerous by Association. I'm I going that. Sean Fletcher, Paul's big gold train. I like that. <laughs> I love that. Dave. So Dave. we have a winner. Dangerous by Association. Congratulations to uh, Real at Real FN Game. You win absolutely fuck all. <laughs> but you've got a credit of knowing that you beat everybody else. Yeah, that's good, man. Well done, yeah. in the room <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that sorry so pre-shows what on Sunday night pre-show we had the tag team titles Lance Storm and Chief Morley defeated Kane and Rob Van Dam in 10 minutes now apart from Valvinus cheers Cubby Kane apart from Valvinus uh, maybe Lance Storm Kane and Rob Van Dam on heat now this is very different I don't know if you've seen the last WWE pay-per-view where The Miz and the Hardys were fighting in front of about four people yes this was very very fucking different this was a packed stadium but still Rob Van Dam and Kane on a pre-show if you're going off if you're, especially with Kane go on what Kane's done over the past granted he's, he's had a little team with the Hurricane and stuff like that but Kane since we started has basically been main event or there or thereabouts yeah, it's weird. And he's now fully demoted to the Sunday night pre-show. He's gone from main event with like Triple H down to the bottom. But uh, Kate Vick's uh, rolling in her grave. It's a at least he's got a spot on WrestleMania. That's the number. Yeah, there yeah. is a lot. There is a lot, and we'll touch on that a bit later when it gets to the Miller fucking light slags. Right? There is so many guys who didn't get a, a go on Mania because they took up an hour of the show. But so also on the pre-show, John Cena challenged. Fabulous, who I've never heard of, right, up till 2003, and I've never heard of him, and I had to go back and do a bit of research about Fabulous. Now, the reason why Fabulous didn't appear at WrestleMania was the rapper found himself in hot water after several arrests in early 2003 for alleged possession of an unlicensed handgun. <coughs> America! <laughs> the most recent arrest uh, took place within weeks of WrestleMania 19. 
So he was take, straight away taken away from the car. Uh, the other rapper that Cena kept calling out was Jay-Z. Jay-Z was never going to be there. Jay-Z accept, uh, he, he accepted the, the phone call from WWE and rejected the offer. So what he then had was John Cena mocking Fabulous and Jay-Z a little bit with his raps and, and rapping to Cobble Cutouts on the stage. Would you like to hear what he said? Yes. Yo, I asked hip-hop for a simple MC. They said they'd send me two, Fabulous and Jay-Z. But these gangsters didn't want to come up and be on TV. I'ma tell all y'all why they wouldn't let battle with me. Wouldn't let you battle with me. As Jay-Z. So he's now Jay-Z. Uh, yo man, it's Jay-Z man. I'm fully focused, Rockefeller man. I've got a girlfriend man. I don't need to come to Seattle. I'm the king of New York. All I need in this life is sin. Is me and my girlfriend, Rockefeller. Hold up, hold up. Did he use rhyme man with man? <laughs> man with man. And then as John Cena. Okay then, Bonnie, where the hell is Clyde at? He ducked me like a bitch for a little battle rap. What you want me to do, man? Call out your fiance. Guess what's getting rhymed with fiance? Fiance. He's the king of New York. I'd have better competition battle rapping with fiance. He's the king of New York. I'm a kid from the cellar. Only way he stays hard. Rockefeller. Is by rocking another. Fella. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I didn't have that much time to dish you. I'm focused on Fabulous. He's my real issue. Verse 2. Dude, you need to stick to doing Reebok commercials. He showed up and tapped out after hearing me in rehearsal. They didn't arrest you for your guns. It's because your rap sucks. Cops charged him with illegally possession of two nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that did make me a bit long. Trade your throwback shirts for a skirt, you little whiner. And hike up your skirt. I can see your mangina. <laughs> you want to blackball me? Well, at least I got a ball sack. If they lived at the sperm bank, they couldn't get their comeback. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about their ice and all the girls loving you. The only bushy scene is is by watching George W. That's that's a bit. That's pushing it for rhyme. That I'm the main event player. These fools in the background. I'll take over you. Then I take over SmackDown. They could do a show in their living room and still not sell out. This is WWE. Get the f out. I like that. Yo, it's John Cena. Thugonomics, hot as hell. He's just a bad idea. Like the XFL. Oh. <laughs> I made him at WrestleMania 20. You see me, you're out of luck. You actually start John Cena and you open the card against Big Show for the US title, but we'll forget all that. Uh, you don't like what I'm saying? Well, I don't give a... <laughs> that was your rap by John Cena. Right, okay, I've got a really quick question. I don't want to say it too long, but like, I can remember watching that during WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah. They showed it, yeah, they showed they showed a clip of the heat uh, during the, it was maybe the opening half an hour or something like that, and they showed it. Um, there was one thing I didn't notice, which I specifically remember when I watched that event. There was a, uh, what do you call it now, a hyped, the uh, pr promo package for a wrestler that's coming. Actually, it's Goldberg. Goldberg's video, yeah, that they've taken away from the network. It's not on the network. Yeah, yeah, it's not on the network, but it's on the DVD bit that I watched. Yeah, Gold because it says he's coming to Backlash, if you remember. Yeah. It doesn't say he's coming tomorrow. And obviously, he turns up the night after. And he doesn't turn Spoiler! Up and he fights Rock at Backlash. Spoiler. Hmm. I don't. With Goldberg becoming back at the moment, though, like, well, what, he's been back. kept it in. Yeah. You think the network's kept it in? But, <laughs> fucking WWE, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Strange actually.
And now, Raw and SmackDown present WrestleMania. Brought to you by Snickers Pleasure. It is the 30th of March 2003. We are live from Safeco Field, Seattle, Washington. The first outdoor radius is number nine. Hey, that is very correct. The next line on my nose was this is the first WrestleMania since. Um, this is also the lowest buy rate for a WrestleMania up to 2003 since WrestleMania 13, which, as we stand in 2003, still holds the lowest pay per view WrestleMania buy rate at 237,000 buys. How many did this do? But it was more than WrestleMania 13. Though. Yeah, that's still the lowest. Yeah. It's better than Kevin Nash. So it's, it, remember, so it's the lowest since that was Mania. So it's obviously the second lowest. So don't get too excited. Three hundred thousand. Bit more. I'll give you an idea of the ones before and the ones after. Just to give you an idea of Mania numbers. I'm going to start with uh, Mania 15. So Mania 15, 800,000 buys. 16, 824. 17, 1 million and 40,000. That's because it was Rock Austin main event. Um, WrestleMania 18, 880,000. Doesn't make sense. WrestleMania 20, 1 million and 7. WrestleMania 21, 1 million and 85. WrestleMania 22, 975,000. 560,000 people. 560,000 people. Bought it. Bought it. That's like... 10 times the amount of people in attendance. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was 50, 54,097 people in attendance. So it is literally 10 times the amount. Compared to WrestleMania that's just been... What was that? WrestleMania's been, surely, it's been... 90-something or something, weren't it? What they, what they were trying to say. Um, the stadium, for me, it, I liked how the glass yeah. kind of sh illuminated with all the lights. It was like there was a mirror effect running around the stadium. I don't know if you noticed that. It was like, now... Only WrestleMania seems to be the only time where WWE put any effort into the stadium. Yeah. But back then, every pay-per-view had effort, but Mania went above and beyond. Where now you expect Mania to be good. Yeah. Because you know that every your backlashes, your no mercies, your, even your rumbles, your Survivor Series, the same generic Raw setup or SmackDown setup. It's just with different banners and colours and whatever. But Mania those go out. But this for me, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, did you see a Shanti uh, sing God Bless America? Yes. No, I skipped that shit. Do you think she did a good job? No. I don't like that song. I don't think there's one But I, did you notice though how WWE didn't know how to get a pop out of their crowd? Because while she was singing God Bless America, we saw pictures of the soldiers in Iraq. Uh, and all the crowd were popping on every soldier. Like, they're not popping for you, Ashanti, sweethearts. They're popping for Sergeant Major that's killed Saddam Hussein. Did you see the opening video package? Yes. With the training montage that looked like the music felt like it come out of a Disney Disney film and did you notice though it was like the roster was trying to outdo each other it was like Wrestlemania means to me workmanship so we started with Kurt Angle Wrestlemania to me is everything then we went to Taker Wrestlemania is the granddaddy of them all then we went to Austin it's the World Series of Wrestling then we go to Kurt it's the Olympic Games of Wrestling then we go to Brock it's the tournament of all tournaments but they're all trying to do each other. I don't care because you think it's. I think it's there. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Now, uh, I watched, as we discussed, I watched the DVD rip of this uh, just to get a bit of a different angle. And I don't know how it worked on the network, but the DVD rip at the start, they didn't bleep out the swear words. They just got rid of them. 
So obviously the theme tune was crack at it. It's got a lot of swearing. So it's got the line where it says, is it shut your ass straight the fuck up or something like that, along them lines. Well, it basically says, shut your up the, and then carries on. There's no bleeping. They've just literally spliced out all the swear words of the lyrics and it sounds dead. So messed up. It sounds like some of the, I would have done. <laughs> um, how many fireworks? Fucking loads, mate. How many fireworks? A lot of confetti as well. This, again, that's mania, isn't it? They've got rid of Pyro now, haven't they, in all WWE, but I can still see Pyro being at next year's Mania. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's, it's the feel, it's WrestleMania. Because the spectacle is. It's the showcase of the Immortals, it's the granddaddy of them all, etc., 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 etc. What did you think of the staging, then, and how it all went down to the ring? Too oh, long. Right. It's too long. It, might, it was good, but it was... It is that is that because it's open arena, though? Yeah. And because you've got a lot more... I did like how it kind of, like... Ben Brown, I like that, how it curved round. Yeah. I, I thought that the guy, whoever came up with the idea to have that arena, that WrestleMania at that arena, must have thought, well, it's a long way down. You know, we need to. Uh, it, they should have, like with the previous Royal Rumble, they could have had somebody coming out. Go the big, well, the they big showed guys. Um, at the start. Did you see the aerial shot that they showed of the arena? It looked like it looked full. It looked like there were loads of space for people to walk around, and that it was like they put more folks on people moving to different spots in the arena itself than actually getting people set up and set like if you looked at an aerial shot from this year's WrestleMania it, was, it looked like it was impossible to get out of your seat and go to a, 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 a merchandise a stand and come back and go for a piss um, so JR welcomes us to the show in the only way that he can um, he talks about how this is his 10th mania uh, and he's all suited and booted in his John Wayne cufflinks I love it he's, he's so he, he loves John Wayne so much does our, our JR apart from um, King who well I put Jerry on the other hand I wish he'd put a shirt on yeah <laughs> he, I've put on my notes he just he looks like he just got out of the shower and wearing a dressing gown <laughs> with big fucking hairy chest yeah. on the show yeah no one needs to see that anymore um Michael Cole he looked like a best man at a wedding he looked like a nerd yeah and Taz looked like he's going and Taz looked like he's going for a job interview who's dressed these fuckers um, audio problems with Taz from the start I don't think you picked up on this I don't know um, how it works with the network um, it sounds like he's underwater and, and he when he says I'm ready for a wicked time he's like I'm ready for a wicked time like that it's like seriously sound guys we're 30 seconds in is this what it's going to be <laughs> and guess what this is how it is um, so I think we, that's just Taz I think yeah that probably is just Taz uh, so we cut straight to the ramp for our opening match of the night it is Rey Mysterio versus Matt Hardy for the Cruiserweight title um, what's with Ray's purple suit? Daredevil. Yeah, but then he Someone should have told him Daredevil was shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was terrible. I it like Daredevil. No, I do, you, I, you may I like, like Daredevil, but you should make him like a fucking big purple dildo. That's what <laughs> I'm looking at. Um, I thought it was cool, man. I liked it. Did you notice the two 619 signs in the crowd? There was one that was red, yellow, and blue, just in bold numbers, and like blue, green, and red next to each other now these guys knew each other yeah and what you take is at this thing i'm taking a 619 time what you oh that's the same thing oh it was just coincidence that they turned up with the fucking identical sign identical sign one uh, one thing to know was they were coming out to the ring they panned in on the wrestling the actual the ring yeah and you can like i don't know if i don't know if you noticed this but the matting on the outside was very very shiny Yes. Did you know it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like been over it. Everything it. was shiny in this show. 
Like Rey Mysterio, he can wait until Trish Stratus and all them lot come out later and get his shiny skin title after they got gigs. Even even Booker T and Triple H's gear was a bit like everything's been coated in baby oil. <laughs> um so obviously we saw Matt Hardy win the Cruiserweight Tarp on Billy Kidman after finally making the way. Uh, and Rey Mysterio won the right to be number one contender on SmackDown. Uh, now even though in the weeks leading up to Mania we've seen them both involved in singles and tags, um, there's not really been much build up to the match. It was the, the build up we had was build up with Matt Hardy getting making the weight back at the last pay-per-view. He made the weight, won the title. Kind of where do you take it from there? And it just seems like Ray we, we saw Ray um, at the start on pay-per-view, teaming with Edge and doing whatever and having the SummerSlam match with Angle, and then Ray disappeared. He was on pre-shows and he was it was nowhere to be seen. And then all of a sudden, Ray Mysterio's back on the WrestleMania spot. Um, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get the build-up. It was the build-up for me was more. Let's see how much how much um, the cruiserweights kick, like your, your Kidmans and your Mysterios can kick crap out of Shannon Moore, but Mahardy just stands around. I I didn't get, especially we are in that storyline era. Everything's got a serious storyline about it. I I'm not feeling one with this. But did you notice the match facts? Yes. This is the fourth WrestleMania, and Matt often wonders how they did WrestleMania without him. Very easily. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that if somebody watches back, uh, that is like. So, I don't know, like a seven-year-old kid or something watches WrestleMania 19 back and sees Matt Hardy's entrance. Do you reckon they'd be looking at a TV screen like thinking, what the fuck is wrong with the WWE Network? Like, is there some sort of lag on this TV or something well, maybe, with his well, entrance? Was, I was, um, I, I was, uh, I listened to, I'm uh, just flicking through YouTube the other day and I listened to a very small clip of a, of a wrestling podcast on YouTube. They kind of, they did a line, right? Obviously, we'll, we'll touch on it for 30 seconds. Obviously, we're recording this on Tuesday and yesterday Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away. Uh, which is obviously a very sad time. If you're, for me, if you're a proper wrestling fan and you're not a modern era wrestling fan, um, Bobby Heenan was one of the best. Uh, like me and Mike were discussing best. off air um, his line when Shawn Michaels super kicked Marginetti to split the rockers. Bobby Heenan's line of Marginetti was jumping through the window to avoid a super kick from Shawn Michaels. Loved it, absolutely loved it. And the Ultimate Warrior one, here comes the Ultimate Warrior, Satan better save me a seat. It was just so quick, one, and it, how he used to just get inside Little Monsoon's head and then Monsoon, oh, will you stop? And all that. But take remove that from away as a manager, he managed some of the greatest. But the reason why I mention this um, is not only what I want to bring up Bobby Egan, but also um, the guy on the podcast speaking to his colleague, uh, and he said, There will be people that are listening, you know, that don't know what Bobby Egan is. And the minute he said that line, I turned off. I, I, I'm sorry, I, even if you're a Roman Reigns fanboy, I'm 100% you'll be aware of Bobby Egan is. 100%. Am I wrong? It depends on how old they are. No, if they're ten, obviously. Yeah. Right. But if you're twenty, yeah. But they're like they're, they're doing a podcast, a wrestling podcast. Their their audience is not going to be ten year olds. Of course not. No, I yeah. understand that. Uh, but I think someone like Bobby Heenan, um, and like like we said with Matt Hardy, um, I, I bet there is a lot of people that have never seen Matt Hardy version one and don't actually have a clue what what's going on. Why is why is he not broken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is he why is he not a robot and he's even the second coming? Uh, so the match itself, Rey Mysterio versus Matt Hardy for the Cruiserweight title. The match starts, uh, Rey Mysterio is a corkscrew planchet onto Matt and Shannon on the outside. Uh, Lex is in a spinning heel kick by Rey, but Shannon Moore interferes to give Hardy the advantage. Uh, Matt gets two with a side slam, and did you notice in the first match already, there was a small little murmur of the crowd. When they had two, you heard a tiny pocket go, two! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck off, it's Roman Ball over again. <laughs> uh, <coughs> A twist of fate reversed into a roll for Ray. Uh, Ray in the air. Matt catches him with a side effect for two, which was a pretty, pretty decent spot. 
Uh, Ray sets up Hardy for 619, but Shannon trips him up. Twist of Fate hits for two, which that surprised me that um, a finishing move in the opening match of a Cruiserweight match on WrestleMania, a finishing move is just used as a spot. It's yeah. a crowd, crowd pumped, and it. I can see why. That's ish, ish, but I don't know. I just think there was a pop from the crowd. He's not got many it. big moves, has he, Hardy? He's got his twist effect. He's got his side effect, and he's got his <laughs> leg drop. That's all he's got. So you're taking away one of his most instrumental moves, and um, well, there's a reason why that because obviously the finish. Uh, Matt sets up Ray on top rope for uh, Splash Mountain, which is the razor's edge. Uh, but Ray Mysterio reverses the Hurricanrana. Uh, Shannon puts Matt's foot on the rope for two. Uh, Shannon gets knocked down, then eats a 619. Uh, West Coast pop is ducked. Ray does a springboard. Ray does a springboard roll through. Uh, Matt sits on top of Ray, puts his hand on the second rope to retain the title in roughly six minutes. And Sparks does it. Mysterio's going to. Oh, Matt Hardy will. Yeah. Back kick to the back. Uh oh, oh, oh. One knee down in 619. The 619 connects. You know what's next, right? West Coast pop. Mysterio going through. Matt Hardy looking. Matt Hardy's shoulders are down. Hardy got the bottom rope, and Matt Hardy retained the cruiserweight title by using the bottom rope. Cruiserweight champion Matt Hardy versus one. I would have liked to have seen it given a little bit more time than six minutes, and actually have. Um, this obviously tells me that WrestleMania is not the end of all storylines because next month Rey Mysterio possibly will get his title match, uh, his rematch. Sorry, uh, having a, but I don't know. For me, a dusty finish. You know, it's Mania, man. It's Mania. You don't have a dusty finish at Mania unless it involves Vince McMahon and The Rock and Austin. Not like the opening card, the curtain jerker. This is why I like doing this podcast because like we have very different opinions. Oh, I, re- I I'm really, not wrong. <laughs> I really enjoyed the opening match. Oh, I thought it was like it was just the right amount of time just to get you, you know, pumped for it. And on a side note, I did notice a couple of little things while I was watching the match. I didn't only just watch the match, but I scoured the arena looking for things. <laughs> um, there's a black security guard. Uh, if you look in the bottom left hand side of your screen while they're wrestling, you'll see him in his okay. little yellow jacket. He looks bored as fuck. Also, I thought he looked a little bit like Steve Harvey from Family Fortunes. <laughs> there's an old guy in the front row. Re- an old guy in the front row is on the like he's on the right at the front uh, like as if you can see Matt and, and Ray wrestling he's like behind on the hard cam on the hard cam beside you he looks like he doesn't belong there oh. he, <laughs> he just doesn't look like he belongs there uh, and why is there a woman walking around with a yellow pole yes I've, I've got no idea <laughs> for me it looks like a ring a ring girl at boxing but I couldn't not once did I ever see what were on top of that pole. I was so unless, watching. Unless she's selling candy floss or something. That's what I was thinking. It's got to be something. It's a bloody long pole for a candy floss. It's about eight miles long, isn't it? Because camera pans out at one point and you're still just carrying something for almost since his dick. <laughs> 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 the middle light cat fat girls are here. They do a bit where they argue. Um, they, they're pretty hot, but apart from that, Michael, this is your forte. Any, any comments? You just could fuck off. <laughs> my, my Back to the kitchen. My comments were, two hot women arguing over whose cock they want to sit on. Mr. McMahon's cock or Hulk Hogan's cock or Stone Cold and the, or <laughs> The Rock's cock. That's basically what they were talking about. Wrinkly old dick. And it is time for a Limb Biscuit song. They're introduced as <laughs> the WWE's favourite band in the world. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the WWE's favorite band in the whole world, Limp Bizkit! Get the hell up. You know what time it is. It's time to keep on rolling, baby. More people go than cheer. Uh, they're playing Taker's old theme song of Rowan, so I guess that means Taker's match is next. But before we get to Taker's match, let's talk Nathan Jones. What do we actually know? Let's have a bit of a quiz. What do we know about Nathan Jones? He's Australian. He's yeah. big. Yeah. He's bald. Yeah. He's he was, big. He's in prison. This is, this is the issue. This is the issue, and the issue I've had in the whole build-up. Um, like with Jones, after he initially signed his contract with WWE, uh, he was unable to work in the United States because of visa issues stemming from his criminal history. So that's a cracking way to start. In late 2002, early 03, uh, Jones began performing dark matches. He was originally promoted as a Hannibal Lecter-style character. I'd have suited him more, I reckon. But as we've seen on um, SmackDown, um, he's not a match. And that's my biggest issue. Um, if you were at Cashier Man back, where he was supposed to have a match against, I want to say Charbo or something like that, um, and Undertaker said, are you ready for your match? And he looked over and whoever it was would beat up. And Nathan Jones sat there saying, oh, I've already had my match. <laughs> uh, um, so obviously they must have known then, they must have known then, that Nathan Jones is as green as grass and he's not going to make mania. So why not do something then? Why not do your typical WWE Rast issues game? We show a shot from Heat. Nathan Jones is laid out by a train and big show. Yeah, yeah. I told you once before. I'll tell you again. They should have done like a Ryback build with him. They should have just given him loads and loads of jobbers. Yeah. Just build him up yeah. that way. He could have been. He could have been a really big. But we've we've seen though. Right, you can give him jobbers. The only thing you can kind of do is a spin kick. Right. So unless you've just got. He don't even do that well. He like, could be like WWE Goldberg. Like I mean, Bell went Goldberg in a clothesline, a body press, and his jacket and spear. Nathan Jones could do that. Bell ring. Elbow, elbow. <laughs> Close line. Glasgow kiss. It's a Lance Morgan prison. Did you take any notes on the actual? I know um, from Limp Biscuit, the band itself. Did you watch the performance? No, did I? Actually yeah, like? they're out of tune. Okay. Out of time. Yeah. And fucking shit. Okay, so that's not Limp Biscuit live. I've seen them live. They're better than that. The notes I took is the guy on the keyboards. Slash DJ Booth literally looks like <laughs> DJ Booth. I was waiting for something like that. <laughs> DJ, DJ Booth literally looks like a random redneck, not knowing what he's doing, just pressing buttons. Fred Durst security, right? This is the best one. Fred Durst security guard looks like a larger, fatter version of Odd Job from James Bond <laughs> with red hair. And there's a guy in the back, so right at the beginning of the entrance, as, as the Undertaker's coming out on his bike. You'll see some random guy breakdancing in a red tracksuit. What? Why? <laughs> what? There's a guy breakdancing at the back doing spins and shit. I'm no, like, why? I'm so glad I didn't pay any attention to this performance. Um, now, I just need, before we go into the next match then, so it is The Undertaker versus Big Show and A Train, um, there's a couple of issues that I have. The match is announced as a handicap match, it's not announced as no DQ. 
Just remember that. Just lodge that in your brain. Fine. It's not no DQ. It's not no DQ. So, Undertaker comes out for Limp Biscuit performing. Um, the match starts, he gets a fast choke slam on A-Train, but Show saves for two. Uh, Taker with punches on Show. More double teaming, more punching from Taker. Old school clothesline from Taker. Did you notice as well, just after that bit, what Taker shouted at Big Show? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, motherfucker! <laughs> 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 the the microphones have turned up very loud this, this evening. Very loud. Um, and the camera's looking right at him. Makes, you know, that reminds me actually. I was listening to um, the Attitude Era podcast. They did King of the Ring. Uh, I think it was King of the Ring 2001, the other week. And there's a. Oh no, I think it's the episode after, which is like the Raw and SmackDown. They're doing the invasion angle at the minute. Uh, and there's a promo where Billy Hunt comes out. <laughs> and he just gets on the mic and someone in the crowd just shouts SHUT THE FUCK UP! <laughs> Before he even starts speaking or something like that Fucking genius um, Big Show That singlet Yeah, Big Show um, <laughs> That singlet um, It was, once you've seen it, you can't unsee yeah. it <laughs> oh, you He's wearing a very, put it this way, Big Show is wearing a very baggy singlet And his love length, is what I can describe it as, was on show so when I say lug length, I mean like... You mean his dick. His dick. Cock and balls. <laughs> One-eyed Johnson. Um, that was on show. So his little show. Now, I for, I'm a married man, you know. I'm not into that sort of thing. But once you've seen it, you can't stop looking at it. You just the see his cock wobbling around. He's, he's, not ring. he's not even wearing a jockstrap for nothing, is he? Yeah, he's just swinging into him. <laughs> swinging into him. Better pray don't give you a Bronco bus with that. <laughs> Could you imagine a Big Show Bronco Buster? Um, I'll tell you what I did enjoy. It was a brilliant spot. Um, big Show, he went for a choke slam, but that young buck, The Undertaker, turned it into Fujiwara Ambar. That was pretty impressive. MMA! MMA! <laughs> it was impressive, but it was quite sloppy at the same time. Undertaker always has been because I don't think he's got any professional training in that field. Like We spoke about before, Undertaker's a big MMA fan, but I don't think he's ever had any MMA training, so he can do a wrestling submission move. Do you know what I mean? You can't do like, what was that the other week with Summit Star, that indie shite, where she got injured by somebody else? No, oh, with the arm. Sexy Star, yeah. with arm. Like, because she must, she'll, I imagine she's been trained and know how to do a proper armbar. Because you can do a wrestling armbar, just don't talk on the, on the arm. Do you know what I mean? Just hold it. Like John Cena with his STFs. Push away and strain yourself! Did you, talking of like really, really bad injuries in, in a ring, uh, did you see the one that, that from that indie show with the guy, he's, it's, it's like a British one, and he's got his arm above his head, and his arm look, gets dislocated out of his oh. shoulder, and his arm's dangling. Well, and then I was reading on, the, on Facebook, some guy was an actual, he was the ring announcer at that event, and said, the guy's double jointed, so it was all part of the Like act. the Alexa Bliss thing that she did the other week. But the guy who booked it didn't know it was an act. <laughs> oh, and yeah. he was ready to smack him in the face. Wow. Like, Breaking his arm. Broke, broke his arm. A-Train comes in, Taker turns it into a cross-arm breaker. Uh, Show drops a leg on his head. Uh, Show just stands there sucking wind and hits a headbutt and then sucks wind again. How gassed is Big Show? It reminds me, you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons? Yeah. Where Homer Simpson, Moe's training Homer to be a boxer. Yes. And Homer does one punch. And then he's back in the road going, hey, just, hey, just give me a, hey, just a jab. And that's like the big show in this match. He does one move and then he grabs the rope for support. He's like, oh, I'm doing a fucking giant. Has to grab the rope for support. Do his arm rope because he needs a breather. And that's the big show. He's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So the finish. The crowd all turned to the aisleway. 
And remember, this is a no DQ. We've not said that. No, it's a handicap. It's a handicap match. Disqualifications exist. Nathan Jones with the illegal kick to A Train or Big Show. A Train. A Train. So your winners by disqualification. The streak is over. Ten and one. Ten and one. Ten and one. So I'm sorry. He can have his twenty-one and nobbed. As far as I stand now, the streak's over. Disqualification. A Train and Albert. Adrian and Albert, Adrian and Big Show are your winners. Uh, but actually, what happened in real life? <laughs> IRL was Nathan Jones obviously helped the Undertaker. The Undertaker gets the win. The streak continues. And this is the first time it ever brought up that he's actually on an undefeated streak. Do you know how many on it? It's been in time. Eleven. Eleven. You let them get the speed. Might have got a win there. Hey, and Big Show stopped. Oh, I like this. This is it. Choke slam. Choke slam. Glory the Undertaker. I thought Nathan it Jones. Was, I think it was Taker's second worst. After Gonzalez? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I thought Nathan Jones looked stiff, even though he isn't even wrestling. It was an awful kick, wasn't the it? The way he's standing there. Proof, yeah. proof that if you're a big guy with fuck all talent, you're going to get either a, super, a spin kick or a super kick for your finisher. Well, look at Mason Ryan when he first came in on WWE or a year ago. Or Eric Rowan. You basically get a big boot or a clothesline if you're a big dude, and that's it. But Nathan Jones is. He's now been sent back down to development at OVW. The man that's seen for a while. <laughs> oh god. Um, I also noticed that. I don't know about you, but this is just the best way I could describe it. You know, do you, you know what WWE events now? You don't. I don't think I don't notice as many cameramen around the ring. I don't. Not no, I don't. Different. No, the focus more on crazy. Yeah. And I think that back then, when all the cameramen, like my best way of describing it, when they're all together, they're like a gaggle of perverts. Yes. Because they're all together, they're all hunched together, and they're all taking a picture, and that that sort of distracted me from the actual match. Well, that, you know, so that's what it used to be, though. Like, um, if you remember when Yokozuna was WWE champion back in the early nineties, uh, they used to have a lot of Japanese photographers round the side in Yokozuna's corner taking loads of photos, obviously trying to portray that in in Japan, even though he's Samoan, but we'll forget that bit. Even <laughs> in Japan, he's a he's a big superstar, so all the journalists have come over to take photos. I like it a little bit. I think it adds a little bit more to it. But yeah, it can get distracting when there's a bit far too many of them. Um, did you know this will be the last WrestleMania? 
from the Turkey. Uh, as the American Badass. As the American Badass, yes. yes. Yeah. Every, every mania from here on out is the dead man and he's on a losing streak. Um, <laughs> tell him, uh, tell him Nathan Jones again. Do you ever see <laughs> it? Fred Moss. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. Mr. Hyde. Yes. Don't you think? Yes, I can see that. Yes. You're not talking about the big blue guy, are you? Is that the big blue guy, Mr. Yeah. Hyde? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Nathan Jones. <laughs> Fucking giant smurfs. <laughs> I swear down they got him in that, him to play that role. Isn't he? He's meant to be like the most powerful superhero ever. Oh, Nathan Jones! Because <laughs> that's been kicked. That's been kicked. He's fucking dead. No, the big blue guy. <laughs> the big blue guy, Mr. Hyde. I thought John Seymour. <laughs> so, we go backstage. The Miller Lite Catfight Girls, as you alluded to earlier, Christian, they bump into Tori Wilson and Stacey Keeper. Everybody's hot as fuck. Tori's reading her own Playboy. The writing team must really think that she would buy her own Playboy magazine and read her own article. Because I they forgot, had articles in it. Because I forgot what I read, what I wrote. There yeah. was an article in it. Yeah, the only other article is 2016 bikini or something like that. This, this text. I won't say article. This text. Are there any new photos of Stacey Keebler? Stacey. Stacey Keebler. Uh, I'd love to no, see. No, I her. don't think she's ever done. You know? I don't think she's ever done that. Uh, Why? I'm about to think. I don't. I haven't done that. should now. Why should now? So next, <laughs> it is our women's title match. It is Victoria versus Jazz versus Trish Stratus. What do we know about this feud? Absolutely nothing is the answer to that question. Apart from Trish looks the no one good. episode, the one episode when Victoria was on commentary, and she said she called her a bitch. Yeah. I'm a fuck of bitch. Then she went, oh, she may be a bitch. Basically, a bitch. I, try, I tried to, I tried to t- kind of dissect this a little bit and find out how everyone have come together for this mammoth three-way dance for the women's title. So Victoria, she captured the title from Trish back in November at Spike Series. Then a month later, Armageddon, Victoria defeated uh, Trish and Jacqueline in a triple threat match to retain the women's title. Uh, Trish and the returning Jazz had a match on Raw to determine who would challenge Victoria for the title at Mania. During the match, Victoria entered the ring hit both women with the title belt, earning a double disqualification. It was then announced that Victoria would defend the title against both Trish and Jazz in a triple threat match. That's basically six weeks of build-up. There's been six weeks since No Way Out and Mania. And what do you honestly know about this feud? I know that Trish Titus had a really good fan up in the rafters when she came out. And it said... Shit, there was there was a marry me sign. Oh, the sign, marry me, Trish. Yeah, <laughs> right up there in the rafters. Some of the signs, by the way, were absolutely phenomenal. Like at the start of the show, when uh, the cameras pan in the arena, the first sign that comes crystal clear in focus is Hogan sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, man, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Got yourself right to the front row with that. Um, outfits. Let's 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 talk about the outfits for a tiny bit. Um, Stephen Richards with his pink tights. Obviously, I'm not on about Trish and the boobs. Stephen Richards looks so happy. He looked like a born again Christian. <laughs> Stephen Richards looks so happy. Yeah, he looks. Stephen Richards looks like a great wrestler, Billy Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> that they can't forget the blonde guy, so they just took it for granted. He just looked like he was like so happy to be there. Yeah, it's like I'm finally part of WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only a manager, but I'm part of it. <laughs> what? Well, uh, one segment. I'm just going to jump straight into this match. One segment ended. I, I loved it again. What we're seeing about the uh, microphones being a bit close. Uh, Victoria, she picked Trish up and then yelled straight in the face, I hate you! And then just shoved her back down. <laughs> uh, did you notice that Trish, uh, she did a, a double noggin knocker? That's yeah. an old gorilla monsoon line from back in the day. Double headbutt. 
Uh, there's very little of this match that I kind of <laughs> it really bored me to tears. I thought that the 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 two women that were going to be the hottest was Trish and obviously Victoria, but Victoria I thought she could have had tighter attire. Did why was Richards in gear? Because WrestleMania! Because that was his moment. Because it's Sunday Night Richards or whatever. Yeah, it's his, it's his WrestleMania it's moment. WrestleMania isn't it? moment. Um, in main events next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I did like. Uh, did you see where Jazz had a chicken wing on Trish and Victoria did a sub kick? I thought it was a great spot. And then went up to the top and missed that moonsault. Now, for me, Lita, I always had Lita's moonsault was the one that was best women. It was better than what Lita, because I always said with Lita's moonsault, it was there's no finesse in the air. Lita's moonsault is bang. She just does a backflip straight down. But Victoria's it was like a Kurt Angle moonsault. Yeah. A Cody Rhodes moonsault. The finesse. It was brilliant. It's just a shame she missed. It was just a good that she missed. Uh, Stephen Richards comes in for his WrestleMania moment. He tries to uh, hit uh, Trish with the chair, but it bounces back into his own face. What a fucking look. <laughs> Victoria with the Widow's Peak, which is a fucking sparkling finisher. And then Trish hits the chick kick, which is an awful name, and gets the one, two, three to become the new women's champion in roughly around eight minutes. Oh no. Victoria trying to set Trish up for that widow's peak. Trish counters, but downstairs goes the champion. Victoria's resourceful. touch on is that the strides that Trish has made since Wrestlemania yeah. 18 to Wrestlemania 19 she's actually now looking like a decent I don't see, think she's there yet but and I, I for me for, personally I don't think that she was ever there I just think we didn't have anybody and she was the best that we had like you put Trish and Lita from 2002 against Charlotte, Charlotte and Sasha they're gonna get out wrestled they will get out wrestled because they weren't wrestlers really they were just they weren't models do you know what I mean? They didn't get the tits out for HLA segments. They actually had matches. Um, but Trish leaves and bounds. But so far, I was at this point where I was. I remembered this WrestleMania so fondly. I was so disappointed. It was just it, all this build up and what have you had so far, really? A cruiserweight title that went six minutes. Almost title match that's got eight minutes. Yeah, well, they're saving. Middle like cat fight girls have had more screen time. They're saving all the time for the big, big matches. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. Of course they are. You've got like the likes of Rock and Hogan. You've got the likes of Michael Austin, Jericho. Triple H, yeah. Michaels, Jericho, um, Hogan, uh, all, all the big names. So yeah. they're saving time for them because they're going to take slower. Like especially like when we get to, it, I'll tell you what my favorite match is. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then come backstage. Uh, we've got Serious Rock getting interviewed by the coach. I've always enjoyed Serious Rock yeah. on promo, the more happy looking he is. This is one of my favourite rock promos of all time. Rock, Rock, how, how excited are you? It's WrestleMania. Over 54,000 people. People. The people. The same people who booed The Rock at last year's WrestleMania? 
the same people who booed The Rock when he sang and gave the concert of a lifetime. The same people who chant sell out to The Rock. Oh, oh, The Rock is a sellout. The Rock has sold out this and every WrestleMania he's ever been in. You see, Coach, you see, Coach, these people hurt me. They hurt the people's chance. So tonight, The Rock could care less about the people. You see, Coach, The Rock is here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to fulfill his destiny, fulfill my destiny. And that's just beat Stone Cold Steve Austin right in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania. One, two, three. This is the holy grail, the one thing that The Rock has never done, the one thing I've never done, it consumes me, it eats me alive. Coach, this night, the biggest night of my life, this is everything to The Rock, everything. Oh yeah, for the past two occasions, Stone Cold Steve Austin has beaten The Rock right in the middle of the ring, right in the middle of that ring, one, two, three, he's beaten The Rock. But if there's one thing that Hollywood has taught me, that's act one and act two, it don't matter. The only thing that matters, everyone remembers act three. The end, the climax, the grand finale. This is the last chapter to the greatest rivalry this industry has ever seen. When Stone Cold Steve Austin goes one-on-one -on -one with the jabroni beaten, oh, pie eaten, not afraid to sweat, not afraid to bleed, gonna beat that bald-headed bastard, Darren Dam T. And then, Coach, The Rock would have done it all. Finally. Finally. I yeah. love Hollywood Rock, he's just his cockiness. Um, so The Rock's interviewed by the coach. The Rock says he doesn't care how many people boo him. The Rock could care less about the people. The Rock is there for one reason and that's to beat Steve Austin at Wrestlemania. He says that in Hollywood, he's learned that Act 1 and Act 2 don't matter as much as Act 3. That's why tonight is so important. He guarantees a win, and he says that then they would have done it all and finished his promo by looking into camera and going, finally. So hyped for this match. And I think The Rock, the build-up itself has been brilliant because what, what storyline have you, have you needed? None. It's all there in black and white in front of you. The Rock is sick and tired of the guy who's always been seen as number one. Well, now I want to be seen as number one. In order for me to be seen as number one, I've got to beat number one at the number one show. Yeah. What more storyline do you need? Do you know what I mean? You don't need no more basis for a storyline. You don't need Kane, you are a murderer. You've got two mega powerhouses from the Attitude Era who are still clinging on a little bit now we're in ruthless aggression. But everybody is, I, I don't know about your two, but I was just as hyped to see this as I were at the first two Mania matches because it is fucking Austin and The Rock. Yeah. They are the two fucking awesome, absolutely awesome segments. So up next, it is our SmackDown Tag Team Titles. It is Team Angle of Benjamin and Haas versus Los Guerreros, Reddy and Charvo versus Chris Benoit and Edge. I mean Rhino because Edge is injured and we have nothing else for Rhino. Um, <laughs> this feud for me has been here on numerous levels. Edge getting injured. 
that because I think if Edge has not been injured, we may be seeing uh, Team Angle versus Benoit and Edge for titles. Uh, Moscow's maybe on the pre-show. I don't know. No, I wouldn't see him on pre-show. No, same match, but swap right off Edge, obviously. Well, yeah, you could even go with that. Um, even the screen didn't like Ryder coming no, out. No, nobody liked Ryder over. The screen. It played Los Guerrero's <laughs> video instead of Ryder's. I'll tell you what I did like, though. Los Guerrero's gear. Them green pants. I don't know what it was about him. It was because I'm a Billy Gunn mark, right? And Mr. During the Mr. Ass days, we had lime greens, we had yellows, we had pinks, we had purples. So all that art, to me, is like a shout-out to fucking Mr. Ass. Um, but biggest thing that concerned me about the book, irritated me more than anything about the build-up, um, was that every week it's like watching Raw 2017 you've got a main event in four weeks time of Kevin Owens and Jericho but for the last four weeks we've seen Kevin Owens versus Jericho versus somebody else Kevin Owens and somebody versus Jericho and somebody I don't understand why they just can't keep people apart it's not like it's, it wasn't really a prominent role or storyline within Smackdown as it was because there's so much focus on Smackdown since No Way Out has been McMahon, Hogan, Lesnar, Angle um, I just don't understand why every single week you had to have because we had tags to begin with and then we had triple threats then we had ben, I think it was Benjamin Benoit and Eddie and then Charvo Haas and Ryan it just it didn't make any sense and we get to this match and it's like well I've seen it all now well yeah it's this it's, they're just there they're just there because their names aren't they I mean yeah. we were talking about Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas in the other podcast like saying like they needed a time to shine to prove themselves so they do you know obviously once you've run through it all but I, I think they've cemented themselves as tag team champions oh, definitely, definitely. That's, I think it's more for Charlie yeah. Haas and Charlie yeah. Benjamin than any, anybody else I think, I think we, we've brought that up before as well out. Um, we don't really know anything about Benjamin and Haas they've got thrust straight into the main event picture as, as Kurt's lackeys but we don't really know anything about them apart from the fact they are pretty good wrestlers um, obviously jumping that that ruthless aggression time machine that we fondly use and when they finally turn into the world's greatest tag team and leave Kurt you start to see a bit more of the personality come through on, on them both I think they, 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 what they lack in personality at the minute they make up for in, in ring and being with Angle and the association yeah. and stuff but I do agree I think this now elevates them at that they are the team to be in, in wrestling I think at the minute 2003 there was no tag team in the, I mean we, we've looked at TNA we've looked at all the other shows that's going on around the, the world the only show at the moment that's got decent tag teams is Smackdown it's yeah. not, definitely yeah. not fucking <laughs> Jeff Hardy and Bob Ray Dudley yeah baby <laughs> uh, so let's get into the match then um, can I just say of course about this match why is a tag team triple threat match got different rules for a normal triple threat match yes it yes. should either be all one person it should be having three team, in the ring at the same time or, or everybody tornado rules yeah everybody this was just two people tagging and out I didn't get that yeah he, he, he. it's really irritating Vince isn't it fucking <laughs> <laughs> Vince <laughs> Vince, Vince he gives her one hand and takes away with the other um, so let's get into the match then uh, Benoit and Eddie absolutely chopping the shit out of each other at the start uh, I think that's one it's for, for me especially with Benoit and, and Eddie obviously they've known each other for so long so it will be backstage I can guarantee they're both saying if I'm, we're going to start this match we're going to chop each other and let's fucking make it uh, do you know what I mean? let's, let's make these microphones that are picking up people swearing do you know what I mean let's, let's, let's fucking let's get on with that uh, Eddie tags in Shelton and gets an elbow and then puts Rhino down for two uh, Shelton brings in Charlie double drop kick by Team Angle uh, Charvo breaks up the pinfall Rhino brings in Benoit chops followed by a snap suplex for two there's loads of quick tags between anybody it was not like not it wasn't like one person who stayed in ring for a long period of time. It was coming, do your spot, fuck off again. 
There was no storytelling in this match, I didn't feel. Uh, Benoit in, chop on Eddie, but Eddie hits a back suplex on Benoit. Eddie goes up top, Benoit catches him, and it's a beautiful suplex for two. He throws Eddie into the ropes, throws him up high like a flapjack and gets a cross stage, but Haas breaks it up. Um, Eddie reverses, it's a brain buster, tags in Charvo. Charvo takes out everybody, Charvo with the big heart tag. Ch Jason Jordan, Charvo Guerrero, <laughs> taking out everybody. Uh, but Benoit catches him and hits some German suplexes. Uh, the crowd chants for all four of them. Uh, Charvo then tags in Shelton, but ben uh, Benoit doesn't see it, and Shelton gets a super kick. Uh, Eddie comes in to break it up, double knockdown. Shelton works on Benoit with the leg drop for a two count, but then a frog splash, an RKO frog splash out of nowhere. As you can see how it came into the screen. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Charvo tags Benoit to bring himself in. Uh, Rhino goes Haas, Rhino goes Charvo. The crowd have finally woke up, but the legal man, Shelton Benjamin, comes in, rolls up, makes the cover on Charlo for the victory after nine minutes. Another short match. But your winners and still tag, tag, tag champions are Team Angle. Timing. It's all down to timing. With WrestleMania, they're all, it's always... It's just too short. We've had three matches now. Yeah, but how, how many WrestleManias have we seen in the current era now where you always hear about somebody getting cut from... Oh, of course. Yeah, but, but that's because they try and fit 35 matches into a card. Do you know what I mean? Like, this has got a lot of matches. You could easily take away... You could You could have put... The Cruiserweight title, as Rey Mysterio is the master of the Sunday Night Heats and Velocities, onto pre-show and give them both five minutes longer. That's all. I'm not asking for 20-minute matches. I just think nine minutes, six minutes, and eight minutes. I think, though, if you'd have put someone like Rey Mysterio back on the pre-show or other people that have already been on the pre-show, we'd be moaning about that as well. Oh, of course. We just moan. <laughs> we moan. <laughs> uh, backstage, Tori and Stacey argue about who created WrestleMania, whether it was Vince or Hulk. Uh, because that was the big theme of the show, obviously. And then the cat fight girls argue the blonde one wants to settle it in bed while the brunette wants to settle it in the ring. Um, the acting was on the same level as porn, bad porn, but they're hotter than most girls in porn. Obviously, sophisticated gentleman like myself, it's only pure research that I found this out. Um, Michael, expert? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't watch it for the acting. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really weird, weird question. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, big, big show, dude. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know when you do watch porn, right? When you do watch porn and you finish doing the deeds, you know, popping the little sprout. Once you finish doing that, porn turns, into the, most, porn turns into the most unsexy thing in the world. Yeah, do you? Do you I mean, for anybody, any, any, any freaks out there, do you like? Do you leave it playing or do you like stop I it? See, I want to see if he fixes the tap. <laughs> Because I've I, I finished on Does that. she get a ride home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does she? Fucking fake taxi. Does she actually get to a destination? Here's my tissue. I'm done. <laughs> or do you go, oh, actually, I'll wait to see what happens. See if he does fix fix, fix it, and then I'll knock another one out, or I don't know. How, how... Why? Because he's <laughs> fixed the plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> so, up next, it is Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho, one of the most anticipated matches on this card. Ladies and gentlemen, a great one-on-one -on -one matchup. One that I am so much looking forward to. The showstopper, Shawn Michaels, 
against Chris Jericho's game. It's gonna be huge. Two mats of egos. I don't know if Safeco Field is big enough to hold the egos of these two athletes. Let's go back all the way, well, the last year. Nobody was more excited to see HBK return to the ring than me. The heart and the courage that you showed the world was off the charts. John Michaels is the world champion. Do you believe in miracles? But Sean, a lot has happened between the two of us ever since you first kicked me in the face last December. I mean, I have attacked you. Wait a minute. Look at Shawn Michaels and a long ball by Jericho. You've attacked me. There's Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels has to Jericho. And everything in between. That's why I'm asking you, come to this ring and speak to me face to face. Ask and you shall receive. You know, Sean, I remember why I wanted to get in the business. That's because I wanted to be a wrestler so I could be Shawn Michaels. to be just like you, Sean. But I also had the same desire and the same heart. And pretty soon people were saying that I was going to be the next Shawn Michaels. And it was the ultimate compliment at the time. But not now. I grew out of wanting to be the next Shawn Michaels. And I concentrated on becoming the first Chris Jericho. Can Jericho be this classless? No integrity whatsoever. Come on! Yeah, the walls of Jericho on a defenseless young woman. This cannot happen don't here. Don't stand up! Don't stand up! Don't stand up! Oh, yeah! Shawn Michaels! Oh, my God! What a shot! A tear shot right to the face of Shawn Michaels! You tried to be the hero one too many times, Michael! You stupid son of a bitch! I want to end your career at WrestleMania! cliche rag with it. Oh, it's massively. I want to be like you. Yeah. It, it's See it every... That's the storyline. The storyline is Jericho telling about how he grew up idolising Michaels. Um, obviously, after Michaels lost the world title to Triple H at Armageddon, he appears in an in-ring segment with Jericho, uh, during which Jericho stated that Michaels was washed up. And after mocking Michaels and threatening to attack him, Jericho turned right around into a super kick. And then, when Michaels was a guest on Jericho's in-ring show, the highlight reel the following month, uh, Jericho claimed that he had idolised Michaels from a young age and that he had been his inspiration to become a wrestler. Um, at the 2003 Royal Rumble, Jericho eliminated Michaels. Uh, Michaels returned to Rumble later in the match and attacked Jericho, helping to lead to his elimination. And the two would agree to meet at WrestleMania 19 to settle all scores. Build-up, what do we reckon? Great, I yeah. really, really enjoyed the build-up. I did enjoy the build-up. As you all know, I thought it was the great, the great start to the Royal Rumble match. 
Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect start to Rumble. Um, because I, I think it also... If, if you, everyone out there who follows, visits our website and reads my articles, will there. There you go. Might be booking. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think uh, we've, what, four matches in now? Um, and we finally got to a match that's A, got a bit of reasoning to be on the card. So, I mean, this is a mania match. This is that mania build-up. I loved the side-by-side, we spoke about this, Christian, on the last episode. I loved the side-by-side shots of a young Michael from a young Jericho. Because it was like, you could tell, he's not only good at and you literally want to be a rocker. You want to be a rocker. I um, absolutely loved it. Uh, Jericho's gear. I want to talk about Jericho's it's gear. Inspired Christian. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. I think it's inspired Christian's I do. gear. Yeah, when, when he shuts it, when he, uh, next, next Mania, when he when cuts his hair. Yeah, I just love the baby blue and, and black um, trim. I, I think the best gear that we've seen Jericho wear so far. Um, Shawn Michaels with his the confetti guns. How many botched? How many? I think one worked. One Two. worked. Yeah, but the first the, one. Can last you remember one. China with the pyro yeah. guns? Yeah, they went about a foot. Unless you were on third row. They, they, they wouldn't go off your head they are terrible absolutely terrible yeah but do you think that it might have been Michael's that was messing it up not the actual guns themselves I bet it was Michael's idea I bet it was Michael's idea to it, shoot the contact he can't come out and do a crotch chop no more can he no born again once he got in the window and did his pose people in fucking nosebleeds they must have shat themselves with yeah, that pipe violence, yes yeah. right above your head yes yeah. absolutely absolutely <laughs> yourself uh, imagine it coming down in front of you so if you're sat there, it's coming in front of you, you're a big explosion, and this fountain of pyro. Um, Sean is wearing that red, old-school HBK with the heartbreaks on. I fucking yes! Get in, finally! I've been waiting for this Shawn Michaels. Not the Shawn Michaels in jeans. Not Shawn Michaels in fucking black, black and brown pants. He just needs to grow his hair now, because Shawn Michaels' soccer mum, uh, I, I don't have that haircut, to grow his hair. Um, the match itself... One of probably One Jericho's best mania matches yes. ever, ever. Apart from obviously the one with Fandango. <laughs> I'd agree. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree. It was, it was, it, 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 I'll, I'll be honest. So, two thousand and three, Chris Jericho. I'm not a massive fan. I don't like him. I he's not. Him. I don't think he's found his niche yet. He's I just not found, found him, his I, character. Back in 2003, I mean, I'd find myself like trying to change the channel. Mm. I just didn't wear a fan of him. Mm. Uh, the 2003, Y2J was the internet Darwin. Oh, of course. Yeah, oh, of course it was. That's probably why I didn't like him. Yeah. I don't know. But the match itself, brilliant. Loads and loads of spots in it, loads of reversals, pins. Awesome match. It just, um, for me, I w- there was other ma- other gimmick there was gimmick matches in there that I want I was looking forward to more. Yeah, this, this had the serious aspect of it. I yeah. think that was the issue. This had this had a serious aspect. Um, th- there was a couple of, of good spots in the match. Um, like they had a, uh, a pinfall sequence, like a near fall sequence. Uh, you had a roll up by uh, Shawn Michaels, Jericho for two, then HBK for two, Jericho for two. Uh, then the walls reversed by HBK, Northern Lights suplex by Jericho for two backslide HBK bridges up it was the watching them is the the styles they're so much similar in style um, but Jericho is more in a weird way Jericho's more of a that ground and pound style of like high flyer where Michaels is a wannabe cruiserweight with his awful moonsault I fucking hate Shawn Michaels moonsault that is not a moonsault that's a crossbody and he just drinks on the back that's all there is um, Mike what do you reckon the match amazing that just finishing there. But <laughs> well, there was some parts 
I want to bring up when Jericho has got Michaels in the Walls of Jericho outside the ring yeah. and referee's doing the count Jericho gets back into the ring referee stops the count before Jericho goes back outside starts the count he again. starts the count again <laughs> yeah. I don't care what the result actually says with a bad count out right to J. Chris Jericho yeah um, I, I tell you what I did enjoy uh, Jericho when he started warming up the van Jericho his sub kick it was quite a good sub kick for only a two count um, it's quite a good spot I know we've spoke about in length where I'm a fan you're not a fan of people using other people's finishes uh, but I think a super kick I don't think that qualifies as somebody else's finisher it, too many people use it's it it's a generic move people used it before Michaels yeah. used it John Michaels used to have a back suplex as a finisher I'm going to say he used it as a transition yeah a transitional move um, if you want to know a good drinking game watch this match take a shot every time the announcers mention surgical repaired or back yeah 100% 100% so the finish uh, Jericho he whips Shawn Michaels into a corner where he does his insane back bump now I'm sorry you've just spoke there Mark which is why I wanted to drop that in there and then about surgical repair broken back or whatever should he be doing that back bump no really he's just been gone for four years and he's finally come back should he be doing that bump I don't think so Um, but he bounces back in Jericho grabs him, HBK rolls him up in a cradle for a 1, 2 and a 3. So we've got another match that's finished without someone performing the finisher. I can let that slide. It went 24 minutes, so it was a really, really long match. But this match is all remembered for what happened at the end. This grasping at any part of Jericho he can get his hands on. Fatigue and pain. Got to be racking the body. Oh, I both these magnificent athletes. This has been one hell of a wrestling match here at WrestleMania 19. Oh, that was a down. Unbelievable velocity. Oh, he came back and landed on his feet, but Michaels is out. He landed on his feet. Michaels with a roll up. Shawn Michaels sticks his hand out for Jericho to shake it 
Uh, Jericho hugs him. Massive pop. Everywhere's exploding. We could see the new fucking rockers. Um, and then Jericho kicks him in the bollocks. Shoves him down. Brilliant. Huge heel heat. Perfect. That's what he needs. That's what he needs. Jericho, you've just said then, CJ, that your 2003 Jericho made you switch channel. Would this make you be interested to see what Jericho's got to say the following night or not? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> it's still boring. <laughs> I know. I'd know what he was going to say. I know. Even without him watching the program, I did it because he'd just be like, "Oh, it's going to lead to him being a sore loser, basically." Well, the, the, well, the match. I think the the only real gripe I had um, was that Jericho worked over Michael's back quite early on, and then it kind of stopped, and they didn't sell it, and then. Bit later, Jericho started again, and Michael said, "Now the back injury, like you just said, Mike." He's key to the storyline of this. Michaels has come back for redemption and whatever. No, I'm sorry. If you're going to sell it, at least fucking sell it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no point. What hitting super kicks and all sorts of stuff that you're doing, and not even grimacing, not even going oh ah or anything, not even holding your back. But what I did like about this match was what I said, said earlier. With the, the styles were so similar that you had a lot of counter wrestling. Um, there's what they made all the every single near fall felt believable, in every single one. Um, I'd have liked to, to be fair, I would have liked a longer Wolf Jericho sequence because I think uh, with doing the work on the back, it should have been a bit more emphasis on the back. Uh, but the finish, beating him with a cradle instead of a super kick, um, is that kind of just letting you know that a big match like that can finish at any given moment? Is that what they're trying to put across? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think that that was, like we said earlier, it's just the same. It's, it's a serious match. And what they're trying to put across is. You've got these two really good guys going against each other, the younger version and the older version, um, and seeing what they can do. And it just, it, to me, it just shows that it doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are or if you're a muscular wrestler or you're a skinny wrestler, uh, as long as you can, you know, the the midget, vanilla midgets, vanilla midgets Kevin Nash has put it, they can put on a good show. Yeah. Shawn Michaels has never been classed as a big guy. No, no. If you play wrestling games, he's always a cruiserweight. He's always a tiny guy, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. definitely. Um, so, if he's calling it, he's just called his mate a vanilla midget. A vanilla midget, yeah, of course, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to get across there, but basically it was a good match. I yeah. did enjoy it. Shawn Michaels, for a, small ma for a small guy, has never given the lack of respect that small guys are. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we cut backstage, we see Sylvain Gagne, who's a ref from No Way Out, goes into Vince McMahon's locker room, her father says that he's interfering. Uh, then we get the Goldberg video promo. It says that he's on the VHS, on the DVD, really. on the DVD. Uh, it says that he's coming to Backlash. The crowd starts chanting Goldberg. Ah, oh, mate! All deleted from the network. <laughs> All deleted from the network. Of course it is. Um, we get an official confirmation of the attendance being fifty-four thousand ninety-seven. It's a big crowd, but uh, during this period of time, most of the dome shows um, at the same stadium have had over sixty thousand people there. So it's still, as we show, we looked at with the figures at the beginning, there seems to be a downturn in WWE at the minute. And it's probably even going to get worse now, Austin and The Rock are, are, are way to film films and whatever. Um, they show a video of Tori Wilson's news conference where what we saw on SmackDown with regards to the news that she'd be in Playboy. Stephanie was there too. I always love, absolutely adore, when women say that posing in Playboy is classy. Do you think the guys that the Playboy's related to think it's classy? Mike, bit of inside, inside knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know 
Do you read the articles? Do you read the articles? There's no fucking articles in that book. <laughs> do you pick that mug up and think, oh, what a classy read? I'm going to put that on the reader's wives. I can't pick up anymore, it's been sticking. The coach is out near to the entrance to announce a WrestleMania cat fight between Tonya Ballinger, who was the blonde one, and Katina Baker, who was the brunette one. She was a hot one. Um, well, I'm a brunette guy. Yeah. <laughs> She she was also one of the uh, HLA, HLA girls. girls. She was yes, uh, Unforgiven. Yes, she was yes. So was gonna, they were trying to get to neck on with Stephanie. <laughs> if only. And um, they're fighting on a bed located near the big screen. Uh, they crawl on the bed, but here comes Stacy Keebler. She comes out to say that three girls in bed are better than two. Mike. Yes. Um, triple threat cat fight. Here comes Tori Wilson. Fatal four way cat yes. fight. Yes. Tori spanked Stacy a bit. Everybody's yes. in their bras and pants. Okay. Uh, basically, this is your WrestleMania softcore porn moment. Uh, yeah. all, all it was needed, all it was needed, right? Sleazy music. No, no, yeah. Was the, bed, the, bed, the bed to break. No, the bed to break. And then you hear. And some Gary Attach going, I understand you have something that needs fixing. <laughs> something like that. It was brilliant. Turn into a proper porno. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they were rolling around on the floor over coach. I absolutely hate that guy, but I'm so jealous. Um, the Millite girls, um, they, <laughs> they're, they're all basically coaches on all fours, right? and they're beating him up. Uh, the, the, the four girls pose together for a nice visual. Um, remember, this is the showcase of the immortals, and you've had coach getting a bit overly excited, smile on his face. The girls beat him up because he's a pervert, and then they all stand there with their tits on display, going, "Yeah, look at us, like the four fucking horsemen." Showcase my molars. Remember that? I don't. I, I, surely it's to it, they plug in something. That's the reason why they're there. Surely. A really no, shit. A really beer. shit beer. A really shit beer. A light version of a really. Could they shit not have just had some guy drink? See, Miller. I have no idea what the hell you're on about. Yeah, but Miller beer. Yeah. Maybe they could have just had some guy dressed as a Miller Lite can of beer and just go buy Miller Lite. <laughs> we like the new KFC adverts. Yeah, it's too fucking simple. They could just made an advert. Or Shawn Michaels dressed as fucking Colonel Sanders. And then all our problems would have been solved. But what they also could have done, they said to Booker T, not they'll not say to Booker T that people like you aren't going to be world title. Miller like you, people like you, people like you. Don't deserve to fight Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler. <laughs> Could you imagine the, this storyline nowadays? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. The internet would fucking. The internet would wank itself into a coma. 100%. Exactly. 100%. I will be the next world champion. And ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Booker, you're nothing but a common street thug. The fact is, Booker, somebody like. You doesn't get to be a world champion. I laughed my ass off thinking about you challenging me for the world heavyweight championship. Triple H, no doubt, wanted to send a message to Booker T. The cerebral assassin has beaten the best that this business has to offer. One of the most evil, sadistic world's heavyweight champions. But the question remains, in the biggest stage in our business, can Triple H beat Booker T? Booker T is a great athlete, but there is only one diamond in this business. And baby, you're looking at him. See, Book, I understand. You've been the five times 
WCW champion. But let's face it, that place was a joke, but some of the stuff you said is true. But it don't change the fact that I will dance all over your whole ass. Booker T wants to become the world's heavyweight champion. But tonight, Booker T wants to beat the game. Booker T, the momentum, the scissors kick. What a shot to the back of the head. Will it be? Nature. Yes, Booker T, Booker T has beaten the game. This is a bad omen for Sunday for Triple H. Nobody can say Booker T hasn't got momentum roaring into WrestleMania. You are the best the world has to offer. This is yours. You're the man. And at WrestleMania, Booker T does not stand a chance. So it is time for our Raw World Heavyweight title match. It is your reigning, defending driver of the Burial Express, Alan Tripmarsh. Against your five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion Booker T. Now let's talk the trials and tribulations of one Robert Booker T.O. Huffman. T.O. So we've spoke about Booker T in quite length over numerous episodes about how we're big fans. Well, I've got a feeling that Vince isn't the fan. So I'll start way back at the beginning. Booker T made his debut at the King of the Ring in 2001, attacking Stone Cold Steve Austin during his match promptly injuring him in his very first move in the WWF. So that's how Booker started. In his debut match with the company, Booker defended his WCW world title against Buff Bagwell, and we all know how that turned out. Booker gave up his US championship and handed it over to Chris Canyon. He later lost his WCW world title to Kurt Angle, but did go on to win the title back for a few days after he won it on Raw. So that is one positive so far. Booker kept the title until SummerSlam, where he lost it to The Rock after feuding over Rock Bottom's bookend of bookends Rock Bottom. He also won the WCW World Tag Title and the WWF Tag Title with Test. After Booker T cost Austin a match with Jericho for the WWF Title of Vengeance, Austin gained revenge by attacking Booker T in a supermarket and covering him with food. That was hilarious. Booker T's first WrestleMania appearance was at WrestleMania 18 against Edge. And they feuded over who would appear in a fictional Japanese shampoo commercial. Booker held the Hardcore Championship twice in May of 2002, defeating Stevie Richards, only to lose it to Crash only seconds later. He then redefeated Crash and dropped the belt back to Stevie Richards a couple of minutes after that. Can you see why things are going bad for Booker T at the minute? Yeah. The shining light of Booker T's career so far in WWE is gimmick with gold dust. Um, but did that gimmick get over Muir because it was Goldust more than Booker T? Yes. Um, and then, if he's not had it bad enough, he wins a battle royal to become number one contender for the World Heavyweight title. The Rock refuses to work with him. I mean, The Rock said he didn't want to work with him. Triple H basically says, people like you don't deserve to wrestle people like me. People like you are slaves. So not only has Booker T had to put up a team in with Test, winning, losing, and to hardcore title twice in an eight, Feeding on the shampoo. Feeding in the supermarket. He's now been said because you're black. You're not going to get a title. Because he can't pull Yorkshire. You're not going to get a title just because you're black. Fuck you, Vince. So that's the trials and tribulations of one. Robert. Robert. Wow. What a day. Wow, you're f- he's fuming. Yeah, but the thing is, what gets me right? Is the promo is often interpreted as racist. 
Uh, with Triple H making references to Booker T's nappy hair. <laughs> and, uh, comment, comments implying that Booker T was just in WWE to dance and entertain for people like Triple H. Now, during the WrestleMania 19 press conference, Michael Cole asked Triple H as to whether he had deliberately cut a racist promo. Triple H claimed that this was not the case and that it was just referring to Booker T's criminal past. I call bullshit. Uh, a week later, Booker T attacked Triple H in the bathroom and laid him out with Triple H after he threw him a dollar bill and ordered him to get him a towel. Um, yeah, so we always spoke about Booker T in high regards. Does it not get good to like King Booker or something? Because this is bad. I feel for Booker T at the minute. Yeah, he's, he's got the bad end of the stick, hasn't he? Wait, well, no, he's not that bad because he's in the main event of WrestleMania. He can't be that bad. He's not in the fucking main event of WrestleMania. He's like fifth match on the card. He's in the main event. He's wrestling for the world title. That's main event. No, he's not. No, he's, he's, if he was wrestling for the WWF title. He's wrestling for the WCW title. No, it's main event, mate. It's classed as a main event. There are three or four main events. It's a multiple. Rock Hogan main event. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. McMahon. Yeah. Main event. Brock Angle. Brock Angle main event. Triple H and Booker T main event. See, I thought there was only one main event. Brock Angle. Brock Angle. Meant to be. Last match. Last match is main event. Yeah. Um, now this match, uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you, is, um, the build up to this match made me not want to watch this match. And when I watched this match, I, I said to myself, what the fuck have I just done watching this match? It was awful. It was crap. It was awful. It was absolutely, it was every single match that we've seen from the King of the Burial Express so far, it has been all about. The only good spot in this match was the Houston Hangover by Booker T because yeah. I've not seen it since WCW. That was it. The crowd was... The crowd were dead. Yeah. The crowd was absolutely fucking dead. You get every time Ric Flair tried getting involved, the crowd woke up a little bit. Then he'd get a hit or whatever. Like the crowd grew. It was like watching a Japanese wrestling promotion with the crowd. I don't know if your guys got that. Where, where they sit on their hands and they, they don't clap till the end. It was that sort of vibe. But this is, a, this is annoying though. Every single bloody podcast we've done and we've talked about fucking Triple H and the matches that he's in. Every single one of them have been fucking oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I, I always remember this. These matches don't get good for at least, what, a year? Well, I always remember the, the build-up to this, thinking I was under the impression that Booker T was going to win. There was no way they are going to bury somebody on in promos week in, week out, that bad, and not have him go over at Mania. Yeah. And then Triple H goes over, and it doesn't even hit 20 minutes. It didn't even Booker hit T, 20 minutes. Booker T doesn't deserve that. It doesn't, I want to talk about how long Booker T was down before Triple H made the cover. Oh, well, that was the it. thing. That was the thing, because um, obviously you got Flair got involved, as always. Um, it hit the Harlem Hangover, uh, and then uh, they, Ric Flair put Triple H's leg on the, yeah. on the rope, uh, and then Booker into the ropes, but he just collapses. Yeah. Um, so the, the finish is basically, Booker has just managed to go to the top rope, do a fucking somersault, leg drop, land it sweetly, get back up to his feet, collapse, Triple H gets up, hits the pedigree, takes him about 25 seconds to crawl Exactly 30 seconds. Exactly 30 seconds. Wow. Wow. And the, and the pinfall count is how many seconds? Three. Three. <laughs> it was 30 before Triple H covered. It was just bad. It was bad. Uh, and what got me right at the end was J.R. and Lawler calling it a classic epic battle nah, fuck off. Triple H is vulnerable right here and now can Booker T capitalize no he can't look at that leg just gave way come on Triple H can you capitalize the leg gave away again on the challenger the number one contender oh, the please. world's champion hit this and to the green. Green. oh baby my god that 
desperation, but it was a thunderous pedigree perfectly done by the world's champion. That's a mark of a true champion, JR, when you can reach deep down in times of desperation and pull out a move like that. What a pedigree. Cover him, that's it. Triple H got the pedigree. I think Nate's gonna have a stroke. He's got the hand on it. Yes. And it's over. It's oh, over. Yes. to become the heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, and look at the fatigue and the pain and the agony. It was a battle, no doubt. A classic, an epic battle. Okay, I'll give the Devlin's due. Booker T really took it to Triple H. He took it to the game, but the game is still the champion. Triple H again, victorious at WrestleMania. But that's off the Booker T. No, sorry, I've just moved. I think Booker did a decent job selling his knee injury. Uh, obviously, because that was the build up to the end. But there was apparently there was a lot of internet hate though on Triple H after this one because um, it would have been a big deal for Booker to go over, and and there was a lot of and this is according to Dave Meltzer at the Wrestling Observer Newswire. Um, half of backstage supporters for Triple H are now against Triple H because Triple H is going above and beyond to not give people opportunities. And I have to kind of agree with Dodgy Dave there because we've had, granted Michael's had his world title, but we've had Rob Van Damme, we've had Kane, we've had Booker T, Steiner. It's, Twice. Uh, the list is gonna go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Kevin um, Nash soon. Kevin Nash soon, yeah. Know, the Goldberg's first shot. Oh, the quad break, that's coming soon, isn't Did it? You not, yeah, I mean, so far he's wrestled WCW guys as well. Yeah. He's, he's basically wrestled the entire Kane and half of WCW. And Michaels. And Minor. Yeah, but in that, from then up, from. You remember, he's destroyed Tommy Dreamer. In 2003, he's only wrestled WCW guys. In 2003. In 2003, he will only wrestle oh, yeah. WCW guys. Yeah, well, he's done Steiner and, Stan and Booker T so far. Steiner and Booker, then he'll go on Nash, to. Next. Nash. Then Nash. Then he'll yeah. go on to Goldberg. Yeah. There you go. Only WCW guys. Yeah. I killed it, damn it! <laughs> Um, we get a video saying that WrestleMania 20 will take place in New York City's Madison Square Garden, uh, and that surprised absolutely fucking nobody. Um, What's his first and first and tenth? Yeah, uh, and then we get a video package for the Vince McMahon Hulk Hogan match. Um, there was a Gene Oakland quote that summed up the whole feud: "If it wasn't for these two men, there wouldn't be a WrestleMania." Yep. Vince wanted to kill Hulkamania. Hogan wanted to keep it going. Coming up next. It is 20 years in the making. Oh, man, man, Hogan. This is going to be something for the ages. I'm pumped with minutes away. Oh, Orton Pride. Hogan's career is on the line. Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon revolutionized this business. If it were not for these two men, there wouldn't be a WrestleMania. January 24th, 1984, the day Hulkamania was born.
that I tried to put him in jail. You testified against me for the federal government in the trial of my life. Not guilty on all counts. Hulk Hogan testified against his former boss. Hogan, quite frankly, is a coward. And there have been many, many times through our illustrious long association together that I have thought about what would happen. What would happen in a fight with Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan? After WrestleMania is over, you will know who the better man is. I created Hulkamania, and by God, at WrestleMania, I'm gonna kill it. You better start training. You better start eating your vitamins, and you better start saying your damn prayers, McMahon. One man will leave with his head held high, while the other will suffer a defeat so devastating that he might, and in Hogan's case, would end his career. Ladies and gentlemen, a match that is 20 years of the making. This is going to be a fight like you've never seen before. Um, obviously, what we saw with the build-up one month pirate no way out, uh, we saw Sil Sylvan Granier, uh, who was the dodgy ref, and he gave Rock the chair, which Rock used on Hogan to pin him. After no way out, Vince McMahon he proclaimed that Hulkamania was dead, proclaiming a new mania, McMahonomania. Uh, Hogan informed McMahon that Hulkamania was not dead and that McMahon had nothing to do with creating it. McMahon informed Hogan that he did not hate Hulkamaniacs or Hulkamania. I just hate Hulk Hogan, damn it! <laughs> and then obviously proceeded to sign the contract with Hulk Hogan's blood. Because Vince has got a sick, weird obsession in the late 90s, early 2000s of using his own blood or somebody else's blood to sign contracts with. Because he's Vince McMahon. Damn it! He's twisted. Did but you know? Ran, absolutely random off, off topic for 30 seconds Vince McMahon's got a brother called Roderick Roderick McMahon Roderick McMahon the second never knew that yeah because apparently in the, uh, according to uh, an old writer in 2007 who's done an interview on a podcast yesterday uh, he said that uh, the storyline when Vince McMahon got killed uh, in the limo, limo explosion uh, that was supposed to be to bring in his brother as an on screen character and basically see another arm of the McMahon dynasty sort of thing been quite different and I've googled it this afternoon and can I fuckers like find a picture of this guy I've got no idea his da their dad was called or their dad's dad was called Roderick and that's where he's Roderick the second but there doesn't seem to be a picture that exists on the whole fucking internet of him anyway moving on so it is then the battle of the mega powers mega powers explode Vince McMahon Hulk Hogan the battle of the old men how much it looked like he had just poured lots of ketchup on his face like he just had a mouth he just it was the great old Vince McMahon when he came up outside the ring with the, the crimson mask absolutely love it but let's get into the match a little bit um, what annoyed me at the start it was arm bars and knees and elbows yeah. and it was like 6 minutes in and it felt like 20 minutes it felt like and we have it took a, a while we have a test of strength that felt like 5 minutes uh, and then Vince tosses Hogan to the outside uh, face first into the barricade, Hamelock sees Hogan go left arm first into the ring post as Vince grabs a chair. Uh, swinging a miss into the ring post and Vince eats the post. Uh, Hogan has the chair, Hogan gets a chair shot to the head. Of course, Vince is pissing all over. 
Uh, back in the ring, Hogan punches him three times and Vince rolls out again. Uh, chair to the back by Hogan, twice followed by an attempted shot to the head that hits the Spanish announcer. Hugo Savinovich, who also is now bleeding. <laughs> Even the fucking announcers are bleeding. Um, it was almost comical, to be fair, to see an announcer bleeding, I think. Um, you, I, you never see that, do you? You never see them go above and beyond saying, now they're Spanish, we're going to fall into you, you fucking... You know what I mean? <laughs> Some of that. Uh, and then Vince chaired Hogan in the head with a good shot. And now Hogan's busted open. Everybody's busted open! Flair's so happy. Uh, Vince pulls out a ladder for some reason. Yeah, it's not Jeff Hardy. That's not where that came from. After stomping on Hogan, he placed his ladder in between two announce tables. Did uh, you notice what Taz said? I didn't. Pretty much predicted money in the bank. He said, This ain't about money. <laughs> <laughs> when Vince is climbing the ladder. Well, that, that's not predicted. Hey, there you the go. Taz created money in the bank. Uh, but obviously, we see uh, Vince with a leg drop through Hogan through the table. Um, Vince is one crazy old bastard. He does not care. And obviously we saw in, in 2017 taking headbutts and stuff and blading and doing whatever he did on the No, he played the hard way. Well, no, I, I, I disagree. I have a theory on this. Um, I think he cut himself beforehand. Yeah, and make And then he was makeup and a plaster or whatever. Right. I think if Kevin Owens would have legitimately headbutted him, it would have caused a lot more damage. May have concussion or something like that. But that's what I think. I think he cut before, a bit of makeup, jobs are good in. Um, Vince! Grabs his steel pipe from under the ring as the camera closes up on his psychotic face. All the blood everywhere. Uh, absolutely great. Probably the, the best Vincent Man shot ever from a match. Uh, low blow by Hogan. And then out of nowhere, a guy in a black outfit comes out. different we're gonna get you go you're blading right we're, we're gonna i'm gonna blade you're gonna blade we're talking about 80s hulkamania Hot rod. i know someone you were fighting in the 80s can you remember uh, the cartoon that used to be on yes it's fucking brilliant all the wrestlers it just made me think of it straight away because it remembered me thinking of the guy that put on the scottish accent who played roddy piper's cartoon character 
Because I've started the kid that's from fucking California or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's in there. He's Canadian, is he? Yeah. I think Roddy Piper. Canadian's got Scottish roots, so he's. I know there is some Scots somewhere. Scott, there. He's born in Scotland by accident, wasn't he? Oh, is he? Something like that. I'm just. He's making it up as you go on. I think so, yeah. <laughs> no, I um, think I'm right. I am actually right. So after teasing uh, Vince, he drills Hogan in the head with a steel pipe. Uh, Vince crawls over Hogan all the way across the ring, drapes his arm for a two. I didn't understand why was that not the finish? Because it's Hogan. Because Hogan hasn't... Sylvanas not come out yet. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Um, Vince goes for the pipe. Uh, Hebner steps on it. Uh, Vince throws him out. But wait, Hebner didn't go through the ropes. He got stuck. Did you see that? Botches just Absolutely like his daddy. fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, and then he throws him out just to make sure. Uh, Vince then gets him with a, gets over with a pipe shot, and then Sylvain Grandier, the ref from No Way Out, comes out. But SmackDown ref Mike Sparks argue with him. Uh, Vince hits a leg drop for two. Hogan holds up. The crowd are fucking eating into it. Da -da -da. I loved it. Uh, Hogan pounds on Grandier, tosses him over the top. Yeah. Where's Mike Sparks though? Where's Mike? He's running back to the back. He's just giving Sylvain no. <laughs> but I'm not supposed to be out here yet. So he's running back to the back. Um, Vince he gets a couple of punches. Big boot, coastal leg drop. Hogan. He goes for the second one. Hogan, he gets some punches in. Big boot, coastal leg drop. He's three leg drops. Brian Ebner slides back into the ring to count the pinfall after 21 minutes. And your victories, and your winner, is the immortal one. Best match on the card. Who would hold? Who would hit that leg drop and save your career? Think about it, have a walk, and then do another move. 
There was, but what do you expect? You're not going to expect counter wrestling from Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan. I loved it. I just thought it was brilliant. That's the that as a kid, that is the one the one match I remember the most over over Rock and Austin. I don't know why. Really, I remember that. Like so, I always remembered the uh, leg drop from the ladder. Ooh, That's the one thing that always. Oh, I love that match. <laughs> And so post-match, Hogan is doing his usual, mm, mm, look at me right, look at me right, look at me right. And Shane McMahon walks out wearing a suit. Um, I know, does it look so smart? We've not seen Shane McMahon at all so far on the uh, Ruthless Aggressing Journey. Um, hopefully more to come. I love Shane in on-screen character. Uh, and I, my, which I quite enjoy about doing this, because my 2003 memory is very vague. Very vague. Oh, I didn't remember Shane McMahon. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see where it goes from this. Definitely. We're seeing with, uh, you know, Coloured hair. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- that's the thing with 2017, Shano. We understand that you're in your mid 40s, early 50s, Shano, but that grey hair's not helping you, pal. You look older. You look fatter and older. Do you know what I mean? Oh, j- 2017, Shane McMahon fucking dials me because what got Shane over in 99 was he was the underdog, right? Shane is going up against your Kevin Owens as your AJ Styles and, and legitimately going toe to toe with them. That wasn't the case back in the day. Back in the day, Shane used his cronies. He used the corporation to help him win. He used Test. He used Big Show. He used whatever. Do you know what I mean? He didn't use. The, he didn't go and have a one-on-one match with who's nine 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 the best guys on the roster. Kurt Angle, right? Shane McMahon didn't go. Well, the fucking King of the Ring match. That wasn't a one-on-one legit wrestling match. But for some reason, 2017 Shane McMahon is. I should be seen as a wrestler like AJ Styles, like Kevin Owens. It's an attraction though. It goes by the buy rates, doesn't it? Like WrestleMania, The Undertaker versus Shane McMahon, Hell in a Cell. When Shane came back, you have to admit the pop was. Oh, it was. I popped. I absolutely. When fucking Stephanie was going to get that uh, participation award or whatever it was for my favourite McMahon, here comes the money, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Um, so let's move on. Let's move on to our. Minute, second main event, third main event, fourth main event, depends on who's arguing. It is The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Thrice in a lifetime. The Rock said he was going to confront Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin, do you remember the last two times you went one on one with the great one? I whipped your ass not once, but twice. Stone Cold, well, you don't understand it. The Rock has done it all. The seventh-time WWE champion. He's a, a leading man in Hollywood. Right. The one thing that The Rock has not done is what that ball candy ass at WrestleMania. So what do you say, Stone Cold? What do you say? You say Static. It's 
how influential or instrumental was the hurricane in all of this? He was very. He, was, he, had, he had a lot of parts to play. So, to quote the hurricane, hurricane's not on WrestleMania. What's up with that? He's not nowhere. Is he even in the? Is he even in New York? Is oh no 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 no! He's <laughs> not even Billy Gunn in it in New York. Oh my God, that's and what you got to think about? He's been so instrumental in this feud because uh, obviously we've only seen The Rock and Austin interact with each other twice over the six weeks. During the other time, you had The Rock interacting with Hurricane, and Hurricane telling The Rock that Austin's going to beat you, Austin's going to beat you. I want to see, I want to see Hurricane interference in this match. That's what I wanted. But would have that spoiled the spectacle? Yeah, yeah. 100% it would have spoiled it. So before we, we go into the match then, um, Mania's 15, 17, 19, which one was the best? Of the Rock and Austin, not the old Mania. Seven Green. I'll say 17, that's my favourite. Out of the three. The 16 was... 15. Was it 15? 15. 15. Was where Mankind was the special guest referee. Uh, him and Big Show had opening match of the car. Oh, yeah. 16 with 2000. 16 was the play of four, yeah. I go in years. So, 1999 one. Yeah. Um, that was the first one they had, which I thought was good. It was it was good, but it weren't like... The build The build to it wasn't as much as, you know, it being... It, it, was a good, it wasn't like... They had to have two matches for their third so match. Get, yeah, they yeah. needed a third, yeah. It, it, it's one of them where the, the, the build-up for the first match was brilliant because it was... Uh, Austin got shagged over by the corporation at Survivor Series before yeah. the Deadly Game Tournament. Chucks his belt over the bridge. Yeah, so, and obviously, you had what you also had as well was the interaction when Rock was part of the nation. So, before he was even part of the corporation, when they were mid carders, you, you had battles over the IC belt. So, they've had there's so much history in this. Like, it didn't need any build up. It didn't, it just, the build up simply needed The Rock to come out and say what he said in his promo with the coach earlier that he's beaten twice. But this is what mine's about tonight. And tonight I'm going to go out and win. And obviously he doesn't. And Austin wins and it's 3 <laughs> <laughs> uh, So The Rock comes out first. Um, they both get really ass big pops. Even though The Rock is Hollywood Rock. Uh, long stare down to start. Uh, Austin opens up with punches. Goes for a stunner. Uh, the Rock gets out of the ring to the floor. But Austin runs him down with a stiff clothesline. Uh, Rock face first into the steps. Then clothesline into the Smackdown announce table. Uh, more brawling it was what you'd expect you know what I mean within 30 seconds they were outside the ring you're not going to get uh, a Benoit Angle Royal Rumble match out of these two guys bear in mind though that through this whole match and you see it in the documentaries numerous documentaries that Austin is legit hurting this match oh he's fucked he shouldn't have done it he shouldn't have done it he's, uh, this is why this as we'll, we'll get a bit more you can see that he's in pain when he walks down you can see he's in pain you can see he's in pain he's wearing them braces not for fun do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we get a bit more brawling on the on the floor outside. The Rock is taking absolute pounding. Uh, Austin rolls him back into the ring where he kicks him, chokes him. It's a back suplex for two. Whip into the corner. Rock reverses it once. Austin bounces back out of a clothesline. Um, Earl Hebner. He screams at Austin for choking the Rock over the middle rope. <laughs> so Austin kind of just... It's that look. Austin just looks at Hebner. And Hebner stops screaming. <laughs> it's that, I don't need to say anything. Just... Leave it there. <laughs> I want to talk about Rock Shitshooter. His sharpshooter is not. Why does he keep pulling this out? Now, I'm sorry, we've got a Stone Cold Steve Austin who's legitimately injured. What is the fucking need for a sharpshooter? That's n I know it's not real and all this bollocks, but that just a talk on the leg, that's not going to help matters, is it? 
in the, in the grand scheme of things. Nice. The Rock wanted to make sure that this is Austin's last match. I'm <laughs> 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 fucking going out of my way to make sure they don't wrestle against him. If anything, he kept the sharpshooter relevant. Yeah. No, no, he did try that. He did do that. But for me, Benoit made it more relevant than Rock because Benoit actually turned it into a demon fucking finisher. Who's the biggest star? Nia Jax. She's not like most girls. The Rock's the biggest star, given the sharpshooter. He can do one. It's just he doesn't look anywhere near as good as what Bret Hart did or what Chris Benoit does. You've missed. You've missed the best fucking guy who delivered a sharpshooter ever. Oh no, she did it reverse. Where Bret. This, guys, I'm showing Christian something there. So Brett held the legs, Brett went like that, cropped, and went that way. Owen Hart goes like that, crop, that leg comes round. <laughs> telling you, watch him back, watch him back. So much difference in the sharpshooters. But anyway, this is WrestleMania 17, and I wish Owen Hart was on this card. Um, Austin hits a little face press uh, and a couple of big elbows for a two count. Stomping the mud all in the corner leads to plenty of what chance. Uh, Rock ducks a clothesline, hits a beautiful leaping clothesline of his own, then turns to the crowd, taunts them, as to be expected, but turns around and walks straight into a rock bottom from Austin for a two count. Um, now during this, the Rock had put Steve Austin's vest on, so it just felt really weird that seeing Stone Cold deliver a rock bottom to the Rock wearing Stone Cold jacket. Monkey see, monkey do, monkey see, monkey do. Very weird, it's just a woohoo! Matrix. Yeah, very much so. Um, the Rock low blows uh, Austin and claps for himself. <laughs> He's so proud of himself. He, uh, he puts um, Austin into a spine buster. The jacket's gone. People's elbow for a two count. The crowd thought that was the finish. I really did think the crowd thought that. I think the crowd are, they kind of got a feeling now that Rocky's going to win this match at this point because the Rock's getting more of his big finishes in. Uh, Austin up, rock bottom for a two count, uh, and then another rock bottom's blocked. Austin spins out another rock bottom from the Rock. For a two count again, Austin's back up. He's like, you're a rock bottom, then keeping him down. A third rock bottom. Look at Austin's face though, man. Look at him. He is in fucking yeah. agony. A third rock bottom, and The Rock finally beats Stone Cold after 19 minutes. This didn't even go fucking 20 minutes. He survived the people's elbow. What else did Rock's repertoire? How many men can you name that are tipped out of the rock bottom? It's a short list, folks. Let me tell you. And look at the intensity of the great one. That's a look of determination. The Rock is determined to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin here at WrestleMania. You got to do it, Rock. Austin's knee has been has been ripped. He just suffered from a rock bottom. Another, well, he's trying to another rock bottom. Austin fighting desperately out of it. And look, pull right back in. And it's gone. Up with every fiber in his being, with his heart racing, 
with his guts and knots. You better stay Austin down. I'm trying to get up. Stay down on the mat, Austin. You'll have a shorter distance to fall after you get this rock bottom. Austin's up somehow, some way. And the rock, is he going to do it? Not the third time. The third time's the charm. Big one. I thought this was the best match up, up until the part, this part of the card. I'll tell you what I thought the best one was. Backlash 99. Best, one, best matches they've ever had. Backlash 99. It was the match after the WrestleMania match. It was one of the best matches ever. Was Rock wearing black pants for the... No, 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 Rock, his tits were fine. His no, tits were fine. No, he was wearing black pants with a red ball on it. Uh, no, and do you know the only reason he wore them pants? Was because his tits... Huh? Yes. You, um, you're on about the jumpsuit. Why are you not about the jumpsuit? I'm on about his black trunks, red bull. Oh, uh, I have watched back. Could have been. It could have been. It was the one where you get you get Briscoe and Patterson and everybody else comes yeah. out and all that. Uh, no, I was on. Yeah, I was on about where he wore the full jumpsuit, rolling the nine nine. Why was it with his breasts? He had. He had tip reduction pecs. surgery. Yeah, he basically had tip reduction surgery. Um, his pecs because of the <coughs> roids. Um, 
his pecs were putting on a bit of water and he was starting to go booze. So we had tip reduction surgery and that's why you see Mankind at Royal Rumble 99 in the full black get up because he's hiding his fucking scars and his tissue and his bandages and that. I had no, bloody hell I learned something every day. I did go. not know that. There I just thought go. it was like for the fight. Like. <laughs> no, no. Well, right, I did back in the day. So yeah. I think 99 or like 14, 13, 14. I did. I thought it was because they had a street fight and it was, you, they put in the half time heat and it was in it. Uh, and then it comes out, you know, she's like, yeah, you had a tit, you had a tit job. <laughs> <laughs> He's got fake tits, I didn't know that. So, we have one more match left on this card then. And as me and Christian said at the, uh, on our last episode, and we're going to try and attempt to watch this match live and record as we go. I told you I'd wrestle you tonight, but I never told you the stipulation. You have to get through them to get to me. Oh, here it comes! Uh-oh. Bam! Benjamin is done with Kurt Angle's own move, the Angle Slam. Now Lester gets Kurt Angle. Here we go, knuckle up time. That jump's underway. Angle and Lester set to go. Looking at a man in a trance. Is it focus or is it fear? Last thing Kurt Angle wants to do is lose that championship, and that just might happen against Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar, oh, quick the middle time. Here we Let's go. Challenger quickly on the attack. Here we and go. It could be over. Five. No. And five connects. Lesnar will be crowned the new champion. Wow. And wait a minute. Brock cover him. It's for the title. He looks confused. I don't know what Brock's. How's he going? This is weird, Cole. Whoa, whoa. Just see that. That's not Kurt Angle in the ring. No, Kurt Angle's just switched with somebody. Wait a minute. Oh, a roll-up. Well, that's not Angle. Yes, it is. What Angle pulled off tonight was pure genius. At WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar gets Kurt Angle for the WWE title. Should anybody interfere in that match on your behalf should you try to be counted out should you get disqualified then you will forfeit the title to Brock Lesnar I won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck and I could surely beat Brock Lesnar one more time at Wrestlemania these two men hate each other cold I'm coming with everything I have and if I have a chance to hurt you or injure you or even end your career I won't think twice about it the two greatest athletes to grace the WWE ring will face each other for the ultimate prize. No longer advantage champion, level playing field at WrestleMania. Not Team Angle, not Eric Angle, not Paul Heyman. Kurt Angle can only rely on himself to stop Lesnar. Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Here comes the pain. Here comes the pain. Okay guys, so we're now getting ready to watch the match with Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. We're currently at three minute, uh, 
51 on the network. Kurt Angle has just made his entrance. And we're getting ready. Look at fireworks. For the main event. Look at the fireworks everywhere. Oh, that's pretty sick. I'll run along with the sick old field bit. I like how... Uh, you suck. <laughs> the originality on that. I like the... Uh, One ball. <laughs> I like Kurt Angle's attire. It looks good. I do, I do like Kurt Angle's hoodies. I've always liked Kurt Angle's hoodies. I think that what we were saying about earlier about the entrance, it's taking Kurt Angle so long to get to the ring. He's, he's keeping this focused, serious demeanour all the way to the ring. Because not even not even acknowledging the fans. <laughs> not even acknowledging the fans. It reminds me of like Rocky Three. See, there, see that sign there, Kellomania. There's two of them. There's a Kellomania and there's a a Kel Three Sixteen. So whatever this Kelly is, she's brought some serious fucking signage. I might, we might have to do some research for that Kellomania. Also, Mike Kyoda is the referee. Olympic jackass. <laughs> Angle sucks. Here comes and the here come, See, that's what I mean. Now look where the look at the room. Oh, it's just gone. If you look at the yeah, room, you see all, yeah, you uh, see how much space there is. How much space there is? It's ridiculous. Here comes the pain with his pulley. He's still got his pulley. Look at him round his stomach. Fucking tits. He's always yeah. I, this era, Brock Lesnar, he has got a serious set of boobs on him. Bit trish press, Joss. <laughs> I miss this Brock Lesnar. I, I really do. Miss I think this we all miss this Brock Lesnar. Wrestles. Yeah, I think we all miss this Brock Lesnar. Um, like the video that we posted on the uh, Facebook page of Brock doing the. Uh, did you see it with Shannon Moore? With uh, launching Shannon Moore outside the ring and then his super duper F5 spun him around like nine times. That's the Brock I miss. Imagine if he did that to Braun Strowman at No Mercy. He's, I, he's, I, don't, I, got, I can't see Strowman winning. I, I really can't see Strowman winning. I can, I honestly can. I think, Bro I think Brock's going to hold it till next Mania. I really do. Yeah. I'm, I'm with the Meltzers of the world. Dodgy, see, dodgy where were the fireworks there? I, I hate that one. It, that he doesn't get the fireworks. Yeah, yeah that's. It's one of them where it was, I, looked, I think, when I was watching it right because I was obviously watching the DVD rip and I was like maybe because I watched the network version originally. Look at him face to face. Um, I watched, the network, I watched the network version originally and I was like, has the network deleted the fireworks? Because I remembered, in my head for some reason, getting onto the ring, pulling the ropes, pulling them, and fireworks coming. Is that a future WrestleMania? Next year. Is it next year? Is it the Goldberg? Yeah. I'm six, I knew there was something there, um, but I just expected it to be this mania. I do like that title belt though. It's the it's best title belt since, for my, my opinion, the since Eagle. the Winged Eagle, Bret Hart title. Yeah. The only weird thing is, Brock Lesnar has now wrestled more WrestleManias in our era than he did in the Rufus Aggression era. <laughs> That's freaking. He's that. done three on me in our era. He's done five in total now, has it, Lesnar? I think, it's, I think he's had more yeah. than three. So, so he's had no. Lesnar Taker. No, it was. In modern era. Triple H. Triple H Lesnar. Then Taker. Then Taker. Then. Bray Wyatt. I uh, know, that's. No. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Uh, Roman Reigns. And then the last one. And then Goldberg. Yeah. So he's had five in the modern era compared to two in a year and a bit. Well, he has had seven seven appearances at WrestleMania. Which is more than a lot of people can say. Well, oh, that's more than Straight away, Kurt Angle, straight away, ground and pound. Maybe. No, he hasn't had more than Angle. Well, I mean, Angle. So Angle made his debut at WrestleMania 16 yeah. in the triple threat with both, safe. Safe. both belts. 
They've both had the same amount of curses. What, Brock and Kurt? Yeah. Oh, nice. So smooth, that fireman's carry then. So smooth. I noticed earlier as well in the uh, Rey Mysterio Matt Hardy match. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but the referee was wearing a fucking elbow pad. Did you notice that? I didn't. I didn't. I so, but some why. referees have in the past. Yeah, I have seen some referees where maybe because they have got dodgy elbows, or maybe because they've got to get down and catch yeah. three lows and their arms. Yeah, maybe. What you've got to think about is these refs. They're, they're as active as the roster, so they're touring every day like the roster is. And if all you're yeah, doing, literally, well. all you're doing is this. The movements count the three multiple times Look per that. night Kurt Brock with a bit of wrestling this is the thing though that people especially your modern day fans that they seem to forget about Brock that Brock was an NCAA champion two time NCAA champion he was the king of the amateur wrestling you have got the perfect two amateur styles here against each other but Brock Lesnar even in 2002 as the next big thing Brock Lesnar doesn't get pushed as an amateur guy he is powerhouse he's clotheslines he's suplexes but he can do and you can do exactly what Kurt Angle can do, if not better. I want to say if not better, but probably not better because Kurt Angle no, went to the Olympics yeah. and fucking did it with a broken freaking neck. That aside, I love you, Kurt. You don't suck. You don't suck, yeah. This takes a while to get in. I when I, I've watched when I watched this the other day back, um, it takes a while before anything. It's very much they are testing each other out, focusing. What a look, good Kurt. Favourite angle Mania match ever? Michael, yes. go. Yes. CJ? Or HBK. I was going to go HBK. Which, which match, sorry? Which My yeah. favourite angle match. Mania match ever? Angle Mania match. Uh, I would say uh, Triple H. Uh, Did you see that guy then just get up and take a photo of their back? Sure, <laughs> they were looking at it. Uh, I'm, there I'm, he is. There's a guy who looks like he doesn't know what he, he shouldn't be there. Right, wait, you wait. There he is. That old guy. That, that old guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> right on the front row. My grey jacket. My grandson too. <laughs> my grandson's fighting in the match. He looks uh, like some member of parliament that has just, <laughs> just been plonked in the So, it might be fucking referee's granddad. <laughs> I wonder if she's going to be kicking about her with uh, Hulk Hogan's penis. Oh no, Homer Simpson's penis even. Oh, walking around. That sign there. See them three? You are butt. You are butt. I fucking love that sign. <laughs> <laughs> the sign's a fucking genius. Absolutely genius. Um, okay, so, favourite angle match of all time? Oh, fuck it up. Oh, God, there's so many. Um, I would have to say, yeah, it's going to be one against Chris Benoit. I don't Possibly, know no mercy tag team match. Nice. I, for me, um, I, him and Shano, a king of the ring. I know it was it was more Noel's bar than, than straight up wrestling, but I just think as as an actual match, God, look at the height! Look, look at the beautiful height! Brock Lesnar's never jumped so hard at no high in his life. And back up, and he's, he's Brock Strowman. <laughs> he jumps straight back up. That's a mean close man. Do you remember the SmackDown versus Raw game? Yeah. Where Brock Lesnar, I think it was down button or something. Brock Lesnar had gone. And then close the night. And right up first. And they just go like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we've got outside of the ring. It's going to take them a couple of minutes. Just a side note here as well, just so everybody knows, if you don't know, uh, Kurt Angle is legit hurt here as well. Um, he was in a hospital. Yeah, he, he was actually worried during the botch that he'd have to hold the title longer. Yeah, 24 hours before this, he was actually in the hospital and he didn't 
they didn't legit know whether they'd be wrestling. So you watched WWE twenty four. Yeah, twenty four, <laughs> and I also watched the uh, WrestleMania twenty um, extra, which I posted on the Facebook page. Look at that power, like, like just picking a guy up like that above your head. Where are my pants? <laughs> These fucking car sides. And Kurt bro. Angle looks pretty, uh, looks pretty like, like ripped here, doesn't he? Like, yeah. It always has been though. Um, even now, it's weird if you look at 2017, bro. Oh, oh German. So that's like a Seth Rollins buckle bomb. The, but the, a the German suplex the cell from Lesnar Lesnar's I'm a, I say this every single time we record whether we're talking about Lesnar in 2002 3 2016 17 Lesnar can sell with the best of them mate yeah. the, the uh, was it Fatal 4 they had I legit thought he was injured yes yeah. he, he sold that so well I'm, I'm a 29 year old man and I thought he was legit yeah. injured he's brought Lesnar along brought Lesnar it's weird because um, you hear a lot of reports that Brock Lesnar doesn't have any love for the business and he's only in there for the money and stuff but you watch Brock when he's wrestling you can tell there is love for the business there yeah. you can tell he enjoys being a wrestler yeah. I don't think he's come back purely for the money I don't know oh we're going for another German no we're back, going for back a suplex. back suplex lovely look at the blood look at the blood on the ring that could either be Vince's that oh, could Vince. either be Organs did Hugo Savinovich get into the ring at any point? Surprised Ric Flair didn't blade. I know he wasn't involved in the match, he was only managing to play. Surprised yeah. just didn't blade for shits and giggles. He usually does. See, now here, this was this point where something tells me, I don't know what it is, but Brock, his demeanour changes from this moment on. Do you know there's the famous shot at the end where they're holding up the title between yeah. them both, yeah? And Brock, he's, look there, look at the redness around his neck. I don't know what it is. I just think some what on earth is he going for here? S STF. STF. Uh, sort of. Sort of. Looks it's a like bit a side. STF. Yeah, it's side STF. A crab STF. But surely this is advantage Brock. He could just roll over. Roll over and pin him. Just roll over and pin him, Brock. He could be all over. Look at the selling. Big beetroot face, Brock Lesnar. Did Brock just tap? Has anyone seen uh, images of Brock Lesnar's daughter, by the way? Is that with Sable? Uh, no, a previous... Uh, somebody who had sex with before Sable, and his daughter, Google it, she looks exactly like Brock Lesnar, but with long hair. Oh, no. she's, only, she's only, like, 14, yeah. but she's, she's a beast in, like, uh, athletics at school. She's a fucking machine. She was, like, a beast as in Nana Jack's beast. No, she's... Googling no, I'm more daughter. She looks. It's weird how much she looks like a dad. Is this Maya Lynn Lesnar? Might be her. Maya Lynn Lesnar. Um, Google that. Yeah, no, I, I can't find a picture. We're googling as we as we're watching. I can't find a picture. See, this is going a bit too long for me. So, no, this is the thing. You, you, this is the main event, and we are what ten minutes into the match, uh, not even that, and we've had rest hold after rest hold after rest hold. Granted, we had a couple. We've had a oh couple of Germans. Oh my god! Yeah. Dave, that's it. Wow! I told you. She looks like Brock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> scary how much she looks like Brock. Wow. That is 
scary. Shave the hair off and put a big <laughs> tattoo on her chest. Yeah. Wow. That looks like a penis. <laughs> tell you what, you won't fuck with her at school. It's, like, it's like once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Wow. So we're still in. We're still in. Sorry to keep digressing and talking about Bradley's note, but we're still in the same fucking rest hold. Yeah, man. So wait, I think they're they're talking about. Obviously, he's telling him here what he's going to do. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's that's that's the the. the but is he just saying to him, right? We're going to do three moves, or is he just said for that whole time? Then I said, right, this is how the match is going to end. I, I I suppose it depends who you're wrestling with. Um, if you've got two, like a Cena versus The Rock, for example, and they went against each other. Um, from what I gather, they were kind of just calling spots as they went. So oh, I do yeah. a move, I tell you what we're going to do next, and they just call it as the match. Uh, with someone where you still where you still got to think that Brock is relatively green. Um, Angle's still only been doing this for three years. I imagine a lot of this were planned out beforehand, uh, and then they could it be just reminding each other? Did you see the poll? Yeah. Did you just see the poll? Yeah. Twice. Boom! Lovely there. Dirty belly. There! Oh. And there's Homer Simpson's penis! <laughs> Let's see what's ending it! It better be Marge. There's no. <laughs> is there nothing, nothing is there? Not it's just a poll. Ooh, that were a dodgy knee to the back, that was then. Look at that guy at the front there. He's like, I'm on, I'm on TV, man! I'm on! And we go back to the outside where we see the crumpled up table from Vince versus Hulk. And Kurt goes back outside. So this is where the, the 10 count should start. Uh, Mike Kyoda, we're going to have. Oh, he's just done a one. Here we go. No, that's it. Back in the ring. See, what's he counted for then? They were back in the ring. Kurt setting him up. Spine Buster! Not. See, what I would have preferred there if he did a Triple H on Anderson where he just spun him in midair. Or some modern era fans will call it a Bobby Roode Spine Buster. Where he spins him in midair. So, how long have they been going now, the match? About 15 minutes. They're already gassed, that pair of them. Like, I know they're not gassed, but they're, prote- like, they're, they're laying down. They're portraying that they're, they're, they're gassed, yeah. It's... I want to see more action. I get bored with this sort yeah, of Yeah, but there's, there's not been any action so far, has there, really? Like, Kerr's done a couple of suplexes, Brock's done a couple of suplexes. Yeah, well, this is telling me it's. We've done wrestles. When I see. When, I when see you see Kurt, though, there, he's grimacing to get up on his feet. You can see the injury coming through his eyes. <laughs> Some awesome selling by Lesnar, that then. And another punch. I love Kurt Angle's punch. Who throws the best punch in professional wrestling? Undertaker. Brock does the best elbows now. That wasn't my question. My question was, who throws the best punch in professional wrestling? For me, it's always been Jerry Lawler. I think the way Jerry Lawler throws his punch, it's, just, it, it's like he hooks like an uppercut-style punch, so I think always loved that. And I always used to love Brett. I think Brett used to throw a good punch. Well, it was a full-on fake punch. You could tell with Brett it was a work punch. Oh, belly to belly! There we go, so Brock Lesnar's special. Uh, Brock Lesnar's special. And I'm guessing now Kangle's going to turn and run back into another one. And there's your second one. There's only, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's only one guy that does that at the moment, and that's Jason Jordan. Biggie. Yeah, Biggie. Biggie but yeah. Biggie lets go of him up here, if you notice with Biggie. Big, Biggie basically throws him into air and lets go of him and whatever. Like Scott Steiner used to do, where Scott Steiner, he'll, he'll go to like power slam you, but he'll let go mid, mid power slam and, well, however you land, you land. That's a food for thought. Yes. Scott, uh, Scott Steiner's not been on this card. There's so many. Let's think about it. 
Jeff Hardy. So mm. many that we've seen that have been integral parts of Raw and SmackDown yeah. from No Way Out up to now. Test, Jeff Hardy, Scott Steiner, Scott Steiner, Gold Dust, Jamie Noble. We've not seen Jamie Noble for a while though, but Billy Kidman. Yeah. Because Billy Kidman's been integral in the part of the Rey Mysterio, Matt Hardy stuff. So many. But again though, as we've gone through the entire card, there's so many, but... Are they going by their... They must be going by like their buy rates and the, the merchandise sales. Who's selling the most shit? It's got to be. Angle Slam? Angle. No, oh. reverse. What's it going? F5? F5. That was a bit sloppy. F5, that was a bit city sloppy. Bitch. F5, City Bitch. No. No. Oh, and... Angle. Angle. Wow, Angle. here we go. Inner Ken Shamrock comes out. He's far too close to the ropes. Right. Th right. This is what I don't like about this Angle Lock. Like, I prefer the later on Kurt Angle. Angle With the late vine. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. this is too... It's not believable enough. Like, anybody could get out of that. Well, no, yeah. I like the, the, the Ken Shamrock Angle Lock. Because Ken Shamrock used to make it look like he was snapping your ankle. Because where what Kurt's doing there, he's holding it and every sound again he's going, Ugh, Ugh. With Shamrock, it was constantly twisting ankle as he was doing it. Now we've got a, a single leg Boston Crab. And he's still reach for the ropes, Brock. It's there. <laughs> it's, it's directly in front of you. Kurt Angle, no hair or hair. No hair. No hair. I agree. Random thing just popped into my head then. It looks weird watching him back with her. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, no stomach tattoo or stomach tattoo. No. no. no stomach it looks like a penis. <laughs> 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 it looks like. He's got a massive no, cock Shawn on his Michaels, chest. It looks like Shawn Michaels is. Uh, yeah. He's sword through a heart tattoo, but in a bigger fucking style. It looks. Have you seen how bad Scott Steiner's chest tattoo is? That's bad. That looks like a kid's drawn it on match or pin and then <laughs> just fucking rolled it on. This match needs to wake up. Yeah. It really does. Well, we're watching it now as a fa but from a fan's perspective. Oh, oh my god, that looks like. What did Welter land on his feet though, there? Yeah. Yeah, but considering how hurt he is, considering how hurt he is, him doing yeah, a move like that. Um, I want to know what they, they're, they're planning on doing now, though. Like while he's outside the ring, is he or is he thinking right? I'm going to come in now, and then I'm going to do another move. Or is he thinking I need another couple of minutes to think about the move I'm going to do? I think that was the answer. You just ran in. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got straight my into the corner. <laughs> and now he another German. Oh my God! What? Oh, straight on his face. How does Brock Lesnar know? Like, I didn't know Brock Lesnar could do a backflip like that. There's a lot that Brock Lesnar can do. That's the thing, and we, we say this all time and time and time again. Because we forget the modern day Brock. Yeah. You forget about it. You forget the stuff he can actually do. That German suplex. Oh, the straps are down. The straps are down. Let's have a oh, look at Bosch. Some of that. And that's that's all Brock in it. That's Brock's backflip. It's all Brock. Angle slam. Game over. What's your opinion on the angle slam? Awful. Yeah. Awful. The angle slam is a just an inverted back suplex. That's all it is. Yeah, but landing on your fucking kidneys and your sides, that 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 hurt, man. I know it's not real. <laughs> no, but I'm sorry. Right, the stunner. Right, you can see how effective the stunner would be as yeah. a as a move in real life to an extent. That's the, the one issue I have with the rock bottom. How many bumps does a wrestler take during a match? How many bumps flat on the back do they take? Hundreds. But oh no, once The Rock puts his fucking arm off here oh, and then drops you with The Rock bottom. That was a pretty cool pin to be Game fair. over. 
Yeah, but I, F5 City, bitch! There we go! The way I look at it is if they. F5. If they did. Oh, he's going to go for the cover. Here we go. No, 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 no. This is not the cover, Christian. Oh, is this? This is not the cover, Christian. This is Taz going, What's Brad doing? <laughs> oh, no, it's not yet. Oh, two. Look at me on the shot oh, it. just gone. That was more of a three count than it was a shoulder lift. Mike Kyoto stopped before Angle lifted his shoulder then. I always look at a, a special mover, like a, a finisher, as I look at it as, like, if you did it to him on concrete, which would hurt more? Yeah. If you either rock bottom somebody or, a, or an angle slam somebody on concrete. Tombstone pile driver. Tombstone pile driver. I told you, I've had that done to me. No, uh, no I think, if you're if you could probably going to look at what's going to kill them, uh, Mick Foley's um, hanging pile driver. Do you know where he grabs you? And you're, you're yeah. all down together because that is full gravity and weight coming down on your neck. I'd say power. People's ball. elbow would probably hurt on concrete. Yeah, I've had that done to me as well. That does. That is. That's. That's nasty. Imagine man. that. So, so is this what you mean now, Christian? Yes. So he's now got the grapevine. The scissor. So, so this is. Um, the thing is though, when he's got him in this grapevine now, right? Brock can't go anywhere because if he, if he has to, he's got to drag Kurt Angle with him. Yeah. But we all know Brock. But we all know Brock, allegedly full of steroids. He's a freak. Um, allegedly. Allegedly, obviously. Um, there you go. He has caught the caught the middle bottom rope even, and we pull him back into the middle of the ring. No. He no. <laughs> <laughs> didn't need all that bump, did it? And he's hit his head and all. And you've got to think he's got a bad neck at the same time, and he's just literally bounced the full length of the ring off a simple throwaway kick. He doesn't know where he is, bro. No, brought to his feet. F5. Small cradle. Look at that. Two. Ooh. Did that Kurt Angle's getting the wet leg, get, getting his own way. That were a bit low. Angle slam. No. Nope. F5. Again. Another F5. Oh, he's got him up this time. Look at the fans, they always get straight they up love to it F5. F5. He's going to get out of this. He's going to land on his feet. No. Oh, no now this, this, this is... Cool. Brock Lesnar's like going up to the top rope. He's thinking in his head now, should I really do this? Well, that's the thing. He's uh, thinking that is. was the story, wasn't it? It was uh, not long before the Pat paper Patterson, actually started. Pat Patterson convinced him to do it because he's done it before in OVW, as we've seen. He'd done it before in Sunday Night Heat Dark Match with Benjamin um, as his tacking partner. And he's done it perfectly. But look how far away Kurt Angle is. Kurt Angle's closer to the other fucking turnbuckle. Billy Kidman. Look how close Billy Kidman pulls you to the turnbuckle. Because there's no yeah. distance on Billy Kidman's shooting star. He goes up and down. Evan Bourne, he goes up and down. So who's not, is, is this not is this not Kurt Angle's fault then for not being near? It's, I think I think it's a bit of both. Kurt Angle needs both. to be closer and Brock should have never done it in first place. Shooting stop! Oh. Fuck that neck! Oh. You can hear it crack. There you go. How? I have two questions. How he managed to kick out? Because surely your brain is telling you that nothing else matters in this minute apart from that pain in your neck that you just brought on, right? And two, how is he not dead? Because he's brought over, man. He's a beast. Well, he landed. No, but how is he not dead? He landed basically on his neck. He landed on his neck. How has he not just paralysed himself? Oh, one more F5. Look at that. Get him up for another F5. And bang. 
That should be one, two, three, surely. Ah. Maybe. I think it is. Maybe. And the arm. And the oh, one. Two. And the two. Three. And the three. Bravo. So that, that shoot spot was supposed to be the finish. I think if we'd have nailed it, that would have been the finish. Yeah, I think if we would have nailed it. Because, um, like we were saying earlier, with Michaels and Jericho, um, they tried to have a, a small package finisher as to kind of show that, uh, not small package, like a, just a roll-up, but to show that in a massive match like that, anything like a small package or a roll-up can happen at any given moment. But on the flip, what they're trying to show with this is that what you're expecting to see is an F5 or an angle slam or a, or a Brock lock, let's even say, uh, but what you what you should have seen was WrestleMania finish with Brock hitting a perfect shooting star, that being me- remembered forever. Now the problem that I have with this match is well, I, it's twofold. One, I don't I don't believe it's hype. Going back watching it again, like a lot of these matches I've watched as an adult. When I watched this as a kid, I was all over this like a drunk on chips. No fucking clue. Where Look at is. the state of him. He's got blood coming out of his nose. His head swelled. He does not. He doesn't even know that he's just won the world title. I bet he's not got a clue. But for me, this match is tarred by that shooting star. People remember this match for the missed shooting star. Yeah. And not for a couple of spots that we've seen, like with the German suplex where Brock does the full backflip, the, the multiple F5s, the multiple angle slams, the chain wrestling. Um, but was that your main event? Was that, what, what we've just sat and witnessed then, was that a WrestleMania main event? Technically match? speaking, Take yeah. away, no, take away the fact that it was the last match on the card. Take away the fact that it was for the WWE title. Main event was Brock Austin. Yeah, there was more. I was I was entertained more yeah. with the Hogan McMahon match. I, I like a good old fashioned street fight, and I like spots, and I like people going through tables, and I like blood. I like blood. That's yeah. the key. I think that's the key, isn't it? We all like a good bit of blood, and uh, if Vince is involved, and if Hogan's involved, because Hogan loves a blade job. Um, yeah. So let's go to as we normally do. Best match of the night, worst match of the night. And if WrestleMania 19 was a WWE Ruthless Aggression superstar, who would it be? Michael Rag. Match of the night. The th- third of the trilogy, Rocket Off Student Mania. By far, best match of the night, in my opinion. Worst so, match? <sighs> fucking Miller Light, bitches. Does that count as a match? The fucking pillow fight, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the fucking Limp Biscuit shit. The Limp Biscuit shit. The Limp Biscuit entrance, worst match of the night. So, no, I mean, their concert. Oh, just on oh, the concert. Just the co- So, if WrestleMania 19 was a pay per view, then who would it be? And you can't say Fred Durst, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, whatever. Game the appeared in. Uh, uh, I would say HBK. Because he's one of my favourite WrestleMania's. Christian, best oh. match of night, worst match of night, and if WrestleMania was a superstar, who would you Hogan be? McMahon, best match for me. Mm-hmm. Worst match for me was. Uh, I'd have to go with the women's. I just don't. I don't. I don't get the women's match. I don't think it was. It was all right, but it just wasn't WrestleMania worthy for me. Um, and if I was to say that what wrestler this would be, I would have to say Ruthless Aggression Era, or I'm gonna have to say. I'm not gonna. Ah, uh, I'm gonna say Goldberg. Because Goldberg. Old glitz and glamour and nothing really at the end of it. Basically, <laughs> um, it was. Let's Goldberg in it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's my favourite wrestler. Well, I have to uh, kind of agree and disagree. 
Um, best match of the night for me was Vince Hogan for all that blood. Love a bit of blood. And it's just for that scene of Vince rising through the ring apron with that demeanour look on his face with a steel pipe and blood pissing down. Loved it. Worst match of the night? That one we've just sat and watched live. Really? Really. I, I, I said this to myself when I first watched it back before, uh, after we'd finished doing the last episode. Uh, first time I'd watched it back in about 10 years. Um, and I was under the impression that this was the best fucking WWE title match it's ever fucking beaten. That's the impression I put myself under. Um, and as we've just seen then, there was a couple of spots, but it was rest all city. Uh, and I just thought, I think it got a lot of hype because it was Brock and Angle. Yeah. Uh, if you had the exact same match that you've just seen then with two, with a Jeff Hardy and a fucking Goldust in the same format and everything. Um, I don't think it would have got the fanfare that it's had over the years. Um, but yeah, for me, it was disappointing. It was a disappointing mania all round. Uh, and it's always been, for me, up there with one of my favourites. Which, which t- to me, right, that's weird, because me and Mike are more or less the same age, right? Mm. We're like a year apart. But for us, our, our, our peak of being a wrestling fan would probably have been around about 2003. Yeah. Yeah. So to us, it's like, the granddaddy it's like yeah. our, one of our favourites because that's what we remember from being yeah. a kid so maybe what's your favourite Wrestlemania 10 there you go Yeah. Point just for Owen Brett Owen Brett simple what's yeah. your favourite my favourite Mania 20 for Taker King uh, yeah when Taker comes back yeah, yeah. Mike and the triple threat match I'm not there oh Stephen Richards uh, Shawn Michael and Triple H yeah. yeah 17 17 well that is but then again, yeah. okay. Let's flip, it, let's flip it before we close. What's your worst WrestleMania? My worst one's the one that's just gone. Yeah, thirty-three. Not eleven. <laughs> no, nine. Eleven. Fuck off. <laughs> Nine's one of the best ever. Right. Nine is brilliant. Nine is brilliant for the all the things that don't matter. Bobby Eaton coming out backwards on a camel. Do you know what I mean? WrestleMania nine. Finkus Maximus <laughs> announcing the show. Howard Finkel in a full toga get-up. WrestleMania 9 is outstanding. The Japanese dude in the audience, Todd Pettingill, goes to him and he goes, what do you think of WrestleMania? He goes, ha-ha, WrestleMania number one. And he goes, what do you think of Yokozuna? He goes, ha-ha, Yokozuna number one. Brilliant. So don't even go there. WrestleMania 11, main event, Bam Bam Bigelow versus an American footballer. Last match on the card. that much. Yeah. Well, let's leave it there, I think, for our first ever take at WrestleMania. So up next will be our look in, again into the Raw and SmackDown TV tapings as we leave WrestleMania, hopefully leave all these feuds behind and go on to our next pay-per-view, which is Backlash. Um, but, is that the theme tune to Backlash? That is? Yes, the Goldberg theme. It's kind of. Goldberg <laughs> coming out of that. <laughs> Still sounds a bit too fast paced for Goldberg. Sounds like Goldberg and the Young Bucks. Um, but, you Michael, if you want to let people know where they can find us on social media. On all forms of social media YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. RA Era Podcast. All for extra bonus content. Visit raerapodcast.com. Until next time, from your Olympic hero, from Michael Haas and Christian Benjamin, we have been RA Podcast. And until next time, peace, peace out, people. people.